0: Log Talk Radio
1: Welcome to Southern Sports Central. Your source for all things sports. With your host, Richie Altman. Richie Altman. And Eugene Benton taking your call at 323-784-9681. Now, let's join Richie in the studio.
0: Body to our second show, it seems like,
2: of the season, a little bit, of course, uh, into a beautiful but yet wet night here in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm Richie Alvin. Eugene going to join me here in just a few, but boy, we bring you in with the greatest introduction of introductions there with the 2001 Space Odyssey, Ric Flair type of atmosphere because it is going to be that type of show tonight as we have an impressive yet a amazing. Group of coaches, players, and even the great one himself, Joe Hughes, is going to join us here in just a few. But, boy, tonight it is a night of champions as we are so excited to get in here and talk to you about some of the things that are happening uh, about state championships because we will visit the 5A first. That will happen at 730. Gaffney's head football coach and one of their number one quarterbacks going to join us here at 730. Then we go to Daniel. They did it back-to-back this year, so they'll come in at 8 o'clock. We've got some ballers from them, a wide receiver. A wide receiver going to join us along with their head coach at 8 o'clock. And then how about Gray Collegiate? Coach Adam Holmes is going to be joining us here at 8.30. We'll also have the big man himself, which I'm going to be honest with you, Southern Sports Central could crown this cat, Mr. Football, right now. Casey Adams saw them in person this year. Very impressive. He did things this year that, quite frankly, would amaze anybody anywhere. It doesn't matter the level. So we will have 5A, we will have 3A, and we will have join us here tonight. So it's going to be a big night of high school football in the mix here. And then to wrap up some of our conversation at 9 o'clock, we go bowling. That's right. We're getting to, well, Gaffney. How about that? Because Carolina Bowl, uh, somebody from their staff will join us and talk about check-in because it happened today with some of the great ones from South Carolina. That's a senior bowl. That's a senior bowl that's going to take place on Sunday. It'll be North Carolina taking on South Carolina in a game, quite frankly, that will be one for the ages. hopefully, uh, as I know, we'll be excited to talk about that bowl. Now, that's not the only bowling that's happening this weekend. Of course, on Saturday, you will get an opportunity, if you're on the Grand Strand, to see the 73rd Touchdown Energy Bowl, formerly, of course, the North-South Bowl. That takes place in Myrtle Beach. That's a Saturday kickoff there. Uh, both of these two bowl games checked in their athletes today. It was, of course, um, I'm sure, excited for a lot of these young athletes. A lot of these guys get an opportunity to play football a little bit more. I still, and Eugene, I'm going to go ahead and bring you in because we kind of need to segue some of this stuff. But I kind of think, I, I kind of think that they maybe down the road vote on changing it from the north-south to the east-west. Right? I mean, that kind of our state's not north and south; it's more east and west. Right?
3: Yeah, you kind of look at that pie shape, and you can really draw a line, I think, um, from Rock Hill through Columbia on down and just do it east-west. I think that would be pretty cool. You kind of get a split piece of that pie, kind of cut the pie into two pieces and do it like that. It's just so hard because the way they have it now, and I guess it's because of the number of of schools in certain locations that you have, you know, uh, sometimes you got 1A schools in the lower part, and geographically you got 5A schools in the upper part that, you kind of look at the map and you're like, man, this doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but I understand that, you know, they do it because it's the number and size of schools, you know, they got to split it up so they have equal teams, especially when it comes to playoffs and things like that and and regions and and travel and all that good stuff. But, you know, I think for an all-star game where everybody's coming together as one unit, so to speak, um, you know, that might be something that that they could look at certainly, you know, I mean, we always are, are talking and recommending things and, you know, sometimes people listen to us, and sometimes people tell, tell us to go pound rocks but or pound sand. But, um, you know, it, right. it is what it is. But, you know, you're always trying to look at stuff and say, you know, well, there's an ever-changing landscape of South Carolina. We know more people are moving to this great state. I mean, look at all the new school, uh, schools that have come online. I mean, we were sitting here
0: right. about
3: a month and a year ago talking about, you know, in the foray, where did this Catawba Ridge, where did the snakes come from? You because know, it's a new school. <laughs> uh, there's new schools down in uh, the Beaufort County area. May River is kind of new to some of the people who are old heads like us. And it's kind of like, well, where would those guys come from? Well, you know, the, I mean, people are moving to the state, and, and uh, the state's growing. Um, I think we're over 5 million or, or somewhere around it now, up from about 2 or 3 when we were growing up. So, um, you know, it is an ever-changing thing. And I think with the populations growing in certain areas, maybe they could. You know, we we'll, might see some of that in the realignment it is year two in in the current alignment uh typically they're they're every two years they they look at realigning schools and moving schools up and down and and changing conferences and things like that so uh that'll be something i'm sure we'll have a show on that uh when when these things do get settled and and, you know because there's always a little bit of movement even after they pick the brackets and regions and some schools don't like where they're put and have reasons for it and so that should uh that should be some interesting talk for another show uh, once those things get settled.
2: Yeah, a lot of things to be talked about. Earlier, if you, of course, follow us on Twitter at SOSportsCentral, or you're hanging out on the book, as they call it, the Facebook, uh, Southern Sports Central, you saw a couple questions, some comments that we put out. Again, guys, look, we're not saying that's what you should do. We just wanted to kind of, I don't know, peel the onion back a little bit, kind of get some thoughts, get some opinions here. One of the questions was, should they rotate the South Carolina High School State Championship game. And we've gotten a ton of positives, a few not so much, but that's why we do it. We just want to kind of hear the thoughts of the process because, again, how cool would it be to move it for the weekend from Myrtle beach to Coastal Carolina? There's a ton of hotels. There's a ton of opportunities. Make it a weekend. Make it a fun-filled deal. Move it to Charleston, maybe the Citadel. I know traffic would be tough. I get Charleston Southern, not a bad place, right off the of I, I-26. That keeps it on the coast. But then you go back up there, of course. Great job. And I mean a great job, Benedict. I was pretty pleased from what I heard and what I saw. Uh, Have it there still. And then you go to the upstate. Where would you put it in the upstate? Well, you do have that chance of putting it at Wofford, Furman, just to name a few places that you could go to, you know, that you could go to. And, And to me, I like having it in some of these smaller colleges. I do because, A, you fill the stadiums up, so it's got that presence, and then, two, you know, let them make gate. You know, a lot of times they're not going to charge. You know, I don't think Benedict charged the state, but I think they got the gate part. So let them have a little something. Remember, University of South Carolina, he had to pay the park. All right, Clemson, I'm not sure. I didn't go, but there were two years it was in Clemson. So it has moved around. Again, just a thought process. The other thing, and, again, we'll scratch this surface, table it and talk about it a little bit because we got to go to break and get Joe Hughes in here. He covers North and South Carolina high school sports, one of the great ones. Spent a lot of time with him uh, on this show. He's a familiar face and a family member. So glad to have Joe back with us, coming to us somewhere right outside of Charlotte. But uh, they're still playing high school football, by the way, state championships this weekend in North Carolina. But here in South Carolina, talk to Joe a little bit about that. And then maybe possibly, you know, the other question that I have, Eugene, we won't get into it right now, but is what do we got to do in the lower state? We got swept in the lower state in the high school state championship game. All right, And that's just not football. We saw it in wrestling. We saw it in baseball. We see it in a lot of sports. You don't see it in track and field. You really don't. Track and field, the lower state does a jam-up job, and all of our sports do. But why and how and when do we need to do something to figure it out? Some say, well, it kind of goes back and forth. It's been a long time since it's been fourth. It's been back, back in the upstate, and then fourth, which means fourth over here. So that's just one of the many things that we did put out there on SO Sports Central, and that's our Twitter and Southern Sports Central, which is our Facebook account. We just want to hear from you, though. We want to hear some thoughts and opinions from you and and kind of some of the things that you think of. Now, again, tonight we are in state championship mode, which means it's a championship show, which means the Nature Boy will be broadcasting his music from the beginning to the end tonight. As we bring in a ton of coaches, we're heading to Gaffney at 730. We're going to Daniel. And, of course, that's going to be at 8 o'clock. And then at 830, we're going to be hanging out in Gray. Cool Legion. So this is a virtual tour around the state coming up next week. We haven't forgot about Southside Christian. We just want to make sure they have enough time to talk. So they'll join us next week. And Coach Holloman had a conversation with him, him, and his guys at South Point will join us next week as well, kind of separate a little bit. That way we don't rush them on and off the broadcast. Want we'll to give them time. And, of course, Todd Helms, one of his guys over at the Carolina Bowl, as they welcome their guys in up there at Gaffney today to give them their swag and their bags and all that that they did they will send somebody at 9 o'clock to talk about how that's going as they have their inaugural uh, kickoff here uh, on Sunday. Now, of course, we have a representation from uh, the low country, right? Coach Prad, my guy Steve LePrad is going to be uh, the coach over there. So that's going to be a lot of fun as well. So uh, a lot of fun in that area as well. Eugene, one thing I do want to mention um, is I'm going to let you mention this, uh, not rushingly, but definitely uh, with a couple of minutes left before we go to break. We have a a kicker, right, one of your guys uh, over in the Florence area that suffered a a pretty big injury in the uh, high school wrestling world. Uh, But uh, he is one of our own here on Southern Sports Central. Um, He was hospitalized uh, last week, and uh, you, of course, do what you do, and that's who you are. Made your way over to the hospital here at uh, Charleston. And um, can you give us an update? Let's talk about the name and, of course, where he's played. And uh, just uh, let's give some, some love to this young man who I believe is doing an amazing job trying to recover from this big injury.
3: Yeah, uh, his name is Livingston Bridger, and he started out the year on uh, JV for South Florence and worked his way up, uh, got some time on the varsity squad this year. He's a class of 2024, so he's a sophomore, a uh, guy that's been uh, kicking with us for probably going on two, three years, probably even further back because he and Coleman had kicked together at the Clemson camp uh, going back, I believe, when they were in sixth grade. Um, He did suffer a a very freakish kind of, but catastrophic injury uh, on the wrestling match with the, um, in the tournament there uh, with Dreer and Socasty. Uh, He was flown down to Charleston, had surgery the next morning. Um, He's doing a lot better. He's actually going, hopefully the plan is to transfer him to Shepherd in Atlanta, which is a very unique uh, unit uh, hospital area. Uh, that treats these type of injuries. Um, he's been feeling, getting some more feeling and things back um, in his hands and arms, which is very, very good. Uh, just got off phone with his mom a little while ago. <clears throat> um, and, uh, you know, so th- th- there's a lot of hope and there's a lot of prayers. Uh, Miss Christie and Mr. Bob, thank everybody who's been sending out their prayers and, and things like that and uh, love and encouragement from the South Lawrence community as well and from around the state. Um, as well as outside the state, he got a very powerful message tonight, uh, from coach Kirby smart, sent a video to him and, and, uh, you know, just said, Hey man, we need you, uh, to lift us up as we get ready for our bowl game and, and our run to the national championship. Um, let me his dad, did have tickets. They were supposed to be at the, uh, SEC championship, obviously couldn't attend that. So, uh, it was really cool for coach smart to send that video tonight and, uh, the mom, you know, he, Livingston was currently taking a nap, uh, about to get up to do some more PT and eat and things like that. So they were waiting, you know, till he woke up to present him with a video. And I think Coach Smart sent him some stuff, should be in by Friday. So that was a pretty powerful thing tonight. And uh, just want to say thank you to everybody who's been sending their, their prayers uh, for him. Um, he is making some strides. He sat up on the end of his bed today on his own. Um, and it's, you know, been able to move, you know, his upper body some and, and things like that. The surgery went really well, He had a great surgeon, one of the best in the country at MUSC, um, for treating these types of things. And so, you know, it's a day by day, but, uh, definitely, you know, the, the young man is a fighter and he's going to keep pounding and he's going to keep working through it. And he's in uh great spirits for a teenage boy who's been dealt this, but, um, you know, all in all, you know, he, he's a kid that just keeps a smile on his face and, um, keep you know he's gonna keep working at it and the parents are there with him and uh we're all as a community going to continue to support him and uh wish him the best no doubt we'll
2: send uh we'll send some high fives from here to there and, and again for coach kirby smart what a what a what a first-class act uh, showing uh it's much more than a game as i had a chance before i think it got released out if it's been released out i saw that video from kirby smart coach smart to this young man and i just cannot say enough how much That's why I love the the world of sports. It's much bigger than a game. It's a family. It's a fraternity sorority. It is something, a way of life, if you will. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break, come back. We're heading to find out where in the world is Joe Hughes. Well, he's on here with us next. He comes on here as he writes for the Gaston Gazette and the Shelby Star. And next, he'll join us right here on the show, Southern Sports Central Gas, Don't go anywhere.
1: And now back to Southern Sports Central with Richie Altman and Eugene Benton taking your calls at (laughs) 323-784-9681.
2: Let's bring him in in style, without a doubt, with that NWO theme. The family is back together on the show, and we welcome him right now. That is Joe Hughes. He, of course, does an incredible job coast to coast, if you will, and that, of course, right now, writing for the Gaston Gazette. The Shelby star did an amazing job over at the beach with the Sun News, but tonight he's back where he belongs in the chair with the boys at Southern Sports Central. What's up, Joe?
4: Not much, man. How you doing?
2: Great, man. High school football still a thing. We're still talking it up. I know North Carolina still had a state championship. We may touch that before I get you out of here. Uh, I got about 10 to 12 minutes with you tonight. So um want to make sure we cover the Palmetto State as uh, they did cover. The the state of South Carolina named five state champions. One you're very familiar with. I think you've got a handful of good years over at Gaffney. You saw them win number 18 uh, of their box. Now is going to be a little bit fuller as they went back the other night with that. And Coach Jones, matter of fact, joins us right after you. So I mean, hey, that's, that's uh pretty pretty big for you to be right ahead of the coach, right? And then Grayson Loftus are joining us, the quarterback, right after that. But then we
4: got Daniel,
2: we got Gray coming in tonight, and of course we're going to start it off talking high school football with one of the best in the state, man.
4: Yeah, it's hey, salute to Coach Jones. Uh, it's it's been a minute since they've been able to celebrate a, a state championship in uh in what they like to call God's country, but. Man, uh, what a game! What a season uh, for the for the Indians, and they got the job done like, against all odds. Like, I don't think they would have had it any other way.
2: <laughs> Let me ask you this, Joe,
4: and I gotta, I'm just going to ask it plain and
2: simple: Did you see it, man? Did you see this coming? After you saw what Fort was able to kind of linger, hang around, and actually, I thought Fort should have probably won that game. I was there a couple weeks ago, uh, the week before. And uh, did, did Fort give the game feel of how to beat uh, a team that had won five in a row over there, of course, in Dutch Fork? I mean, did you see this upset, or
4: was that an upset at all? I'm not going to call it an upset necessarily, because these two teams, were, the only way that I think nationally it would probably be an upset, but when you think of the history of what Gaffney does, uh, you, if you're a nationally ranked opponent and you play Gaffney, you don't want that. Uh, this is the third time in 15 years that that has happened. Uh, they did it twice to Burns. I think it was in two, 2006 and 2012, and now you get it again in 2021. They are the last yeah. team that you want to play if you are a nationally ranked team. That said, Dutch Fork was rolling. They were up 13 to nothing at, at one point. I was thinking, "Hey man, if they don't if they don't do something soon, this this is going to get out of hand." But they stuck in there. They kept fighting. They kept throwing punches, and then they were able to throw the the throw the last blow and actually end up getting the championship, which is all that is needed.
0: Right.
2: Now, I'm talking about all that they needed. Let's let's go over to 1A. Let's start back at the ones, and we'll work our way back to the fours, of course, for the team that you know well at South Point and a coach that will join us next week, by the way. Uh, Southside Christian, back-to-back state champions, All right? didn't know much about them until last year, but here they are rolling again. What's going on in that pocket of the of the world where these guys are just continuing to reload Class after class and, and winning in class, winning big uh, over there at Southside Cricket. Yeah, people
4: people have theories on that. I'm not going to go into it, but uh, it the way they play football is it, it's just tough to replicate throughout 1A. And and you saw that once again this year. I think when they dropped down from 2A, it really helped them a whole lot. And they're they're just a handful. And Bamberg is a darn good football team, and they made them look very average. So. What else can you say about Southside Christian and, and the work done over there? And, uh, congratulations to them once again.
2: Yeah, no doubt. So we go two-way. And this is a kid that I was on the staff at Oceanside this past year, so I got to see Casey Adams do some things that, that, quite frankly, impressed me. Now, I will give Oceanside credit, not because I was on the staff or not because I was around, but I saw it with my own eyes. I think Oceanside had the only success out of stopping Casey Adams to one touchdown, and that didn't happen until the end of the game, Right. But nevertheless, he scored enough on everybody else with over 3,000 yards, right, and a billion touchdowns to be, in my book, if not Mr. Football, I would like to know why. But he does have a state championship ring and a few other things to go with it. But to me, watching what Coach Holmes put together this year, week after week, I believe, by the way, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I think their only loss was to the 5A state championship, right?
4: Yes, that's correct. They lost to Gaffney. Uh, and, And he did work that game, too. But uh, what else can you say about that guy? He has he has everything you ask for in a running back. He has the vision. He has the balance. He has the speed. He has the toughness. He does it all. Yeah. And week after week, you saw that. And whether he wins an award or not, he's the people's choice. That's all that matters. There there, there doesn't necessarily have to be an award for people's choice. He doesn't, even if he doesn't win Mr. Football, which I think he should, it doesn't matter. Sure. He did everything that he could to make sure his team got – Got to the finish line and, and they did that, and he did it in dominating fashion,
2: yeah, it did I mean it did it
4: big fashion, and to see coach
2: Holmes and of course, all of his staff celebrate and, and it's always good to see the guys who you know they've worked hard, you got a personal relationship with them outside of whatever we do, and I know you've built a lot of that with uh, Helms and some other guys that have been over there, but to me, just to see because everybody's been beating on them and, and, and dogging them throughout the, the season, as they do every year, right? They they get it, but guess what? Mm-hmm. They're state champs in 2A, and that's all that matters. They beat Abbeville, by the way. Yep. They went to the Holy Water or whatever it is up there, and uh, they beat the big dog of Abbeville. They got
4: that off their back. So what a season for Coach yeah.
2: Holmes to finish with a state championship, right?
4: Yeah, it was, it, the fact that they pl- basically played there on a neutral field. They played it uh, actually in my, old, my where my parents graduated in, in Wentzboro, uh fairfield central high mm. school and and they they brought everybody out, filled that stadium up and and he 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 put on a show and he did that every single week and you mm. just you just love seeing kids like that that are able to produce get end up getting the result that they deserve and the fact that he leaves with the state championship nothing else to say right.
2: Now, of course, he's committed in, in, in signing, I believe, next week with Georgia State, and I don't have a problem with that part because I like the coach at Georgia State. I like all the coaches at Georgia State, and it's a great spot. Uh, it's a local, of course, a, a South Carolina head coach over there that used to coach in the University of South Carolina as well. Mm-hmm. But he had some opportunities today. He had some interest in it. I believe Mississippi State reached out to him. Some other schools reached out to him. But to me, how does the University of South Carolina – doesn't have this guy like an A or sitting somewhere in a slot, somewhere in a return or somewhere. I mean, this is the frustration I have because I don't care whether it goes to Clemson or, or South Carolina, even though I'm a former Gamecock, I just like to see our cats stay at the house, stay in the yard, and play football for our universities, you know? Sure.
4: Uh, it's a weird time when it comes to recruiting. You really don't know what, what and who is a target because you don't know what and who has, has this many years – uh, left and who is head, possibly heading to the transfer portal. So it, it's basically everyone is like a hot bean they're, or, a hot, or a hot potato. Everyone is basically sure. hopping from here to there, and they don't know exactly where they're passing to, but they're passing it somewhere. And no one knows exactly where it's going to land. And that's that's kind of the moving target that recruiting is right now. And I don't know exactly what the remedy is for it, some coaches might have it I don't have the book on it but it's it's a different world out there now and it's it, it, it's different to kind of watch on a day-to-day basis especially on a week-to-week basis on who's moving where who's doing what
0: right
2: well you know you heard I've heard some of the some of the others say if if the transfer portal had a, had a dorm room <laughs> coaches would be lined up there just interviewing Interview, or interviewing the portal player after player and, and these high school players would be kind of a thing of the past. Uh, I heard somebody speak on that yeah. this week, and there's some truth to that. I, I understand that, that theory, and that's something that one of the many things I got to get you back next week, Joe, because I got a ton of things I need to uncover uh, that have nothing to do with these high school guys catching the rings this weekend that just came by. But um, talk about the hot hand. How about Daniel? Back-to-back state champions. I mean, you got to mm-hmm. look at Coach Ruster. He's going to join us tonight at 8 o'clock. A 15 Clay Sweeney joins us, the wide receiver. Uh, that would be a fun conversation with both of those guys. But, man, I tell you what, Daniel is definitely slaying the Giant and a few others
4: as they continue to win big. Yeah, it, doesn't it feel different when one of the named schools of the state tend to win a championship? Like, for example, Gaffney winning a championship, it feels different, doesn't it? Uh, right, right. Then you have Daniel, which is another one of those named schools. They They did it for... They've done it for decades. You 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 can look in the NFL and see some of the names. You can look on Saturdays and see some of the names. But to see them come back and do this again, I think uh, this is the first time since the I think the '90s that they actually repeated. It's it's incredible, and uh, they they were they were one of the top teams, no matter regardless of the Carolinas. I would put them in the top fifteen to twenty, regardless of. Who you want to say in either Carolina? They came up to Hendersonville, North Carolina, for a shot. Basically, what I call a shotgun affair between the two teams, because of how COVID scrambled schedules and things. They came up here and totally dismantled a good Hendersonville team, a team that didn't lose a, uh, another game in North Carolina and ended up making the third round here, and losing to an undefeated team itself. So, um, Daniel is Daniel's a juggernaut. Uh, how long they're able to kind of make this continue to make this thing kind of churn over and over and over again, we'll see. But the past two years, they've been dominant. And they've done it too. They've dismounted a totally outstanding Camden team in both of those games. Right. And the Camden, of course,
2: being able to come back and, and, and try to take another blow at it falls short. Now you talked about a team that we're used to hearing as well. And again, it's kind of weird to hear. And a guy that played there, now he's won a state championship there. Talked to him earlier, Coach Holloman. And South Point, boy, is that uh, what they call that? Uh, Football City USA up there in, uh, in yes. that side of the world. Uh, South Point, once again, gets another state championship. Uh, your thoughts on, on a game like that and seeing it back up, of course, in that 4A uh, course trophy cast at South Point?
4: Yeah, I actually was able to see South Point earlier in the year, in another one of those kind of short-notice games where they actually played Shelby. And that was a barn burner in itself. South Point went up a good amount of points. I think they were up about 24 to 28 points. South Point, not South Point, but Shelby comes back and gets it to within seven. South Point ends up winning 51 to 37. But I think both of those teams ended up learning something about themselves in that football game. And South Point, you kind of saw it later, They gritty wins throughout this playoff run. I think they uh, they – Pete Greenwood, and that was a slugfest. That, and that game in particular kind of takes you back to those earlier games that you kind of didn't have your best, but you were able to pull through. And once they got the state championship, it was almost, I hate to say it was light work, but Buford just didn't have the horses that the South Point did. And it showed up and down that field all night long.
2: Well, i tell you what, we definitely saw a lot of great activity, a lot of great competition as it started Thursday, worked its way to Saturday night, and coming up right after this, we're going to be joined with Coach Jones, he is the head football coach at Gaffney, as they have now won 18 in a row, the case got a little bit fuller after Saturday night, and we'll get in with that here in just a little bit, Joe, final thing for you, you enjoy the festivities, of course, I, I again, I tip my cap to where the venue was held at, I thought Benedict did a good job of putting the guys where they needed to be and, again, making the environment uh, a fun, friendly, but yet a uh, football environment for these, uh, not only the athletes, but the fans that showed up.
4: Yeah, I had no problem with it, to be honest. It, it, uh, watching it on TV, it made it for a better and more pleasing experience because it I'm not going to say it, it was a college experience, but it was the closest thing to a high school one as well, and it, it enhanced for, it enhanced things for both party, Regardless of whether it's one A or five A, and especially with the five A game where it just felt like everything was just there. <laughs> it just felt like good, good cinema, good television. You felt it through the, uh, the television set, and I could only imagine how it was at, out there at the at the game. But when after you kind of talk to people and hear hear things about that, you kind of realize none of this is founded. None of this. None of the complaints were founded. Most of the people that went had no problem. We're talking about feelings here, not dollars and cents, not real, tangible items that actually have something to do with something. Those are the things that the high school league has to weigh in whenever it does these things. Whether it goes back to South Carolina, who knows? Whether it goes back to, uh, whether they choose to go elsewhere in Clemson, Coastal, wherever, that'll be a a high school league decision. They also have to figure out what is best for them business-wise and how they can best continue to make the machine roll. No
2: doubt. We're rolling live here on Southern Sports Central with the one and only Joe Hughes. He writes for the Gas Gazette, Shelby Star. We're going to get you back next week, Joe. If we do another pop show before then, I'll let you know. But so much to cover, not enough time to get it in, my friend. But as always, thanks for what you do for not only our state but North Carolina, and thanks for always being a part of our family with Southern Sports Central, big guy.
4: No doubt, my man. Hey, you have a Merry Christmas, all right? You too, my
2: friend. Hopefully, we'll catch you back before the holiday. I just got to get Joe back. All right, so we got to go because we got to come back. We're miking them up. We're getting them ready. This is going to be a first time on the show for Coach Jones. Gaffney, it is a virtual trip up there to the upstate where they took home the 5A state championship trophy, and we got it right here next, guys. Don't go anywhere. Short break and an introduction to the man with the plan, and that is the 5A state champion head coach of the Gaffney boys and Coach Jones right after this.
1: And now for the first time in our shows is there anybody who doesn't remember the Four cops. <laughs> Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And give us a call at 323-784-9681. Let's rejoin Richie and Eugene on Southern Sports Central.
2: Welcome everybody. It's time to bring him in inside with the rig player introduction. Without further ado, I bring in Coach Jones. He is the 5A State Champion of the state of South Carolina with the Gaffney Indians. Coach, I appreciate you joining us tonight.
5: Thank you so much.
2: I figured the rig player introduction, Coach, was kind of fitting, man. I mean, you guys back where you belong, right? 18th. Uh, State championship trophy back up there at Gaffney, and again, uh, some Gaffney would say uh, all is restored in the world again uh, as you guys are back on top.
5: Well, they certainly very excited here. There's no doubt about that. It's been a whirlwind week and uh, weekend, and and uh, busy start of this week. That's for sure. Now, Coach, you did
2: a great job uh, in your uh, in your interview right after the game, and I want to congratulate the high school league for putting together a really good production and, and definitely getting your feelings quickly as they were handing you the trophy. But you thank the crowd, man? I thought that Gaffney crowd traveled as good as anybody else all weekend long and, and filled the stands and were loud. Were definitely a huge impact in making sure you guys finished strong. Can you talk about the rich history and the fans and the loyalty of? the Little John era. We always say there's at least 20 Little Johns on that staff. But, uh, you know, there's just so much rich history, Coach,
5: that I'd like for you to kind of talk about, if you don't mind. Well, certainly it went on way before me, and that's what I tell the kids. You know, anytime we start playoffs, I said there's a tradition here at Gaffney that uh, the rumor is, and I've been a part of it for 30 years, and so really it's not a rumor, but we pick it up in the playoffs. And, uh, big part of that is I've I read the 92 uh, state championship roster to the kids and I said, do y'all know any of these guys? And there was eight kids on our team that their dad played on the 92 mm. state championship. And then uh, and then when I said, I said anybody else? And several of them raised their hand and it was almost 15 total that not only their dads but some uncles and it was it was amazing and so you know, but the crowd, you know, all week we had a rally uh, downtown, and you know, it's it's over three thousand or so people at it. You know, we had the cheerleaders in the band, and you know, I was thinking kids don't really want to do this, and but when I got there, they they did really want to do it, and they were had their phones out and was videoing it. It was it was a special week, no doubt, and you know we've been close the last few years, you know. 17 lost to Dorman in the last seconds and dropped a touchdown catch to get us there. And they paid, played Dutch Fork that year and ended up going for two, I believe, and didn't get it. And then the next year we ended up playing Tio Hanna or I'm sorry, last year playing to Hanna and lost by one, missed the extra point and they ended up going to play Dutch fork. And so we've been really close the last three years and, and, uh, you know, we're just excited that we were able to get over that upper state championship this year and get the opportunity.
2: And out was the head football coach over at the Gaffney Indians. Coach Jones joins us after winning number 18, number 18 uh, state champions. It goes all the way back, Coach, to 1927. We just put up a graphic that showed your state championship, of uh, course, accomplishments, uh, Coach Klitsch. Talk about your assistant coaches, because, again, I, I get the head coach and the players and, and all, but these assistant coaches, it seems like that loyalty is as is, is, is thick as anything. I mean, you guys don't really rotate the coaches very much. A lot of those guys also played there, right? They come back home to coach or maybe not even leave, just stay well, on the we staff got, and hang out, and it, it seems like you guys
5: have them. Well, you're right. Um, you know, our offensive co- coordinators, Donnie Littlejohn, played at Furman All-American. Uh, he's been with us about – 12 or more years now. I can't keep up with it, but uh, also I coached Bryce Smiley, and he played linebacker for us, and, and he won a state champion, championship in five and six, and, you know, he probably said it best the other day. He, he said, you know, I've won one in five and six, and also our linebacker coach, Julius Wilkerson, played college ball at South Carolina State, and Bryce played at PC, and both those guys won it in five and six, and then went off to school, and Bryce came back and worked for us in 11, or 10, and Julius did, too, and then they won, we went in 11, and lost to Burns, Clemson, and then we won in 12, so, you know, five, six, you go in 11, and lose, and go in 12, and win, you know, they thought it was a little easier than what it really is, so, they kind of got spoiled, but those two guys are coaching with us. And then we have a, a, a two coordinators, Bryce Smiley's one of them, and then Randy Bird's from he's from Burns, North Carolina, and went to Western Carolina, does, does a great job for us. And, you know, he's, he's coached around this league a little bit. He's been over at uh, Boiling Springs, and we we're certainly glad to get him. And then we got, you know, we hired Chris Miller as an outside linebacker coach uh, when his tenure decided to um, uh, retire or resign at Spartanburg, and he moved over to Gaffney, so, you know, got a lot of experience there. And then we got um, on offense, we got Jeff Allen played at Elon, and uh, he's a burnt, I'm sorry, a crest native played high school ball won several state championships at crest and then uh we got brad phillips who's a gaffney guy that's been here a while started on our ninth grade program david reams who coaches running backs he's a chesney guy and was uh, wanted to get over here and start coaching started out on our ninth grade level now he's coaching running backs and we got um Matthew Montgomery, who was a quarterback here at Gaffney and went on to play at Howard, and he's back coaching the quarterback. So, yeah, you're right. We do have a lot of guys that are from here, and, and it means a lot to them, and they know what it means to this community. Now,
3: Coach, this is uh,
5: Eugene joining in uh, as
3: part of the show here. i got a question for you. Now, we were watching the okay. game on television And uh, right about at the last minute and a half to go, I think it was uh, uh, there were some special teams plays going on. And there was a coach on your staff right next to you, a very large gentleman. And it looked like you were both (laughs) coaching him up and the guys on the field. But also in between, you know, talking to him, it looked like you kept like trying to wrap your arm around him. You're hugging him. You know, I was trying to read lips. It looked like you said, you know, this one's for you or this one's on you. You know, you were celebrating with them and, and talking to them. And uh, take us through that if you don't mind. And, uh, you know, if you want to uh, keep some of that between the two of well, you, all we, that's cool too. But just kind of curious as to what was going on because it looked like you were both cele- still trying to coach well, but we also were, uh, had some words of encouragement for the
5: assistant. Yeah, we were We were all a little excited and, and um, you know, we, we had a minute and 30-something seconds when we, our defense held them there, and we had they had one timeout. So we're sitting there saying, all right, one timeout, we'll run one play. You know, the clock won't start till we run that play three or four seconds, and then they're going to take a timeout immediately. So that gets us down to 130. So then we said, okay, 40 seconds, run your next play. You get 40 seconds. So we said 40 and 40 is – is 80, so now that's a minute and 20 seconds, so that leaves us with about 10 seconds we got to deal with. And I said, well, we're going to run the – we talked about inside zone, and I said, no, 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 you know, inside zone, you're running in there to the big, strong defensive linemen and linebackers, and they can hide and punch it out and strip it or whatever, and plus, it doesn't burn as much time. So Coach Lil John dialed up the stretch and just, you know, threatened them not to run out of bounds keep it in bounds. So we ran two stretch plays, and that uh, exhausted the clock, and Tyler Smith did a great job and ran backwards and looked up at the clock, when it hit zero, he hit the ground. But I was just telling Coach Littlejohn we were trying to decide what to run and, and did we want a timeout or, did, you know, to talk to the kids, but we had had one earlier. And after the play, the kids came over to us because it's almost like they thought we had a timeout, but we didn't have a timeout. It was just – so we're telling them to get back. There's a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you know, you'd like to say you practice a lot of that, and, and you do a uh, two-minute drill and all. But, hey, <laughs> this is for the state championship, and these are young kids. <laughs> and, heck, we also are getting excited over there. And I think I just told Donnie, you know, one more, we won this thing. And, uh, you know, and then just grabbed him, and, you know, one more play, and this one's over. So just a lot of excitement
2: hanging out with the head football coach, a state championship head football coach at Gaffney, as they've now punched 18 in the cabinet over there uh, at the reservation. And now, of course, uh, Coach Jones, let me ask you, behind every great coach, there is an amazing five-star coach's wife. Now, Miss Jones has probably put up with some good, some bad, ugly, and sad, right? Let's show her some love tonight because I tell you what, these ladies, and I have an opportunity to meet your wives during interviews and watching them on the sidelines, the things they have to hear when everybody knows that's the coach's wife, of course, and she's got to kind of bite that lip. But I think there was a little bit of excitement when you finally saw her
5: on Friday – or, excuse me, after the game on Saturday. Well, you know, I think it was one night during the week, she kind of blew – just blew air out like, And I said, what's the matter with you? She said, I don't know. I'm about ready for this one to be over. And I said, now you know what I feel like half the time but no certainly she likes she likes her position in the background she just she just wants uh, me to be happy and content and uh you know she does she has to sit and listen to a lot but she's pretty composed and she understands uh, emotions run high and uh she probably understands that a lot better than i do and but she she does a great job just uh you know Uh, supporting me and then we have a daughter and certainly she graduated in 13 and she was a big part of the 11 and 12 when we went and you know you don't realize uh some of the time I remember her saying that Karen telling me and this was two weeks after the state championship game we lost to Burns and she said yeah Claire's friends went in the subway right there at the exit and me and Claire sat in the car and cried, and and they didn't do it in front of the other kids, but the emotions were just so much, you know, and and you know they hated it for me, they hated it for the kids, and and hated it for each other. So, but um, no, certainly any coach uh certainly needs that backing, and God's blessed me with one that supports me. Yeah, Coach, we always try to show off the first ladies of,
2: uh, of high school football, and that's the coaches' wives. We appreciate what they do and all that they put up with to make sure that you guys are there and playing such a major role, not just on the field, but off the role, uh, field roles that y'all play as well. Now, Coach, just in a second, we're going to bring in your quarterback, and we'll put you in they call the green room. We'll put you on pause so you can hear him. But uh, Grayson Lawson is going to join okay. us next. Played a great game the other night. Tell me a little bit about Grayson. He's Super. listening now. He's, in the, he's on the air, but uh, what do you think about this guy?
5: Okay. Well, just his uh, ability to lead the other kids. Somebody as young as he is, he's just a junior and he's just uh mature. Uh we we call him another coach and every now and again we'll start he'll come in our office and we'll start talking and then we look over there and and we say, Grayson. Get out. You know, <laughs> and we we start talking about things we shouldn't be talking about because Grayson is so mature. Sometimes we forget he's a, he's a player too. So we have to run him out of the office a lot. But, you know, he's a football junkie, loves a game, great kid. And not many kids could come to Gaffney like this young man did and get the respect of the, their teammates just as quickly as he did. And to be able to hold it and, uh, form the, you know, they just respect him. And, and we too, too, as coaches and, you know, Uh, Friday night, somebody said uh, Grayson looked like he got a little flustered. That's no, I don't think he he was pretty solid all the whole game. There was a couple times he got mad about uh, the receivers, but he didn't run the right route or the the offensive coordinator might have gave him the wrong signal. (laughs) So Grayson's on his game, and and we love him, and certainly glad he's he's a part of this now. And you know he him and his mom and dad came to a couple of playoff games last year, and they said. It was just unbelievable. I said, that was during COVID. There wasn't but 3,000 folks there. You just wait. So now he's had a great taste of it.
2: Well, Coach, one thing I want to final uh, give you the opportunity to talk about a class that you're getting ready to watch graduate, the class of 22. Uh, and I know you got some ballers on that on that uh, roster that will be uh, graduating here in the next couple of months. Uh, give you a chance, kind of show some love to these guys that have seen their final days. Uh, playing Gaffney football, but will forever be in uh, conversation
5: and definitely in the history books now. Well, no doubt about it. And I'll just start. I know Grayson, give him praise. And, you know, Grayson had two touchdown tosses uh, Saturday. And I think he had almost passing league time back there on a couple of them with our offensive line. And they did a great job for us this year. All of them, but our center are seniors. And, uh, you know, one's headed to Sawyer Whitman's headed to. Uh, the Citadel to play. And we got TJ Edrington at the left tackle and Hunter Hunter Turner at the right tackle and Ethan Wood at left guard. And and then we got Johan Argon at center, and he's the only junior. You know, it's just great. Those guys have been super. We got Jadarius, and I really can't, Jadarius Little John, but it's hard for me to say that because we call him Pookie is number nine, a wide receiver, <laughs> had several catches for us in state championship game. And and uh, and then, you know, you go to your tailbacks, and we got Tyler Smith, who's at the North-South this week and, you know, over a 1,500-yard rusher for us and, and one of the most humble football players on our team. And, and he's got a running back, running mate with him, Ken Littlejohn, who last year just relieved Tyler when he was hurt. And this year, he's got over over thirteen or 1,400 yards himself. So those two were in there together and split a lot of time. So we had 3,000 yards rushing back there in the backfield. Both those young men have gone did a great job for us. On defense, um, you know, we, at defensive end, we got Carlos Lopez, who's a senior, and done a great job for us, number seven. And then at, I guess our linebacking in core was – uh, the meat of the defense this year with uh, Landon Bullock, who ended up with two picks Saturday at the state championship game and just had a phenomenal season. Uh, we got Jesus Dattle as his uh, running mate there at linebacker. And uh, if you've heard of Rico Dattle, well, that's the bloodline on Jesus. Rico should have been in mm-hmm. Gaffney, maybe we would have had another state championship. I actually taught Rico's mom, driver's head, she was in my class and he left as a ninth grader to move to Asheville. So, but uh, also over there, we got Eddie Tate McDowell at free safety number six and uh, just a great tackler and a tough individual. And then at corner, we got Marcus Marquise Bradley, who his dad was one of those that that was on that roster that played on in 92 Marcus Bradley. So, you know, we'll miss those guys but and they meant so much to our program and I hope I missed one and if I did I hope they didn't hear this show. But, you know, those guys <laughs> have been tremendous for us, not only on the field, but uh the work ethic and all in the weight room and seven on seven and, and just doing the right things.
2: Well coach, attitude reflects leadership and that's one thing you've done a great job for so many years up there in the upstate and we're proud to call you a South Carolina high school football coach and we're proud to call you part of our family tonight. As uh you're gonna get that helmet sticker and welcome to the club and we're glad to have you and we're gonna get you back. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself. We enjoyed okay. it. Thanks the uh thank the misses, thanks uh, Miss Jones for allowing you to come and hang out and play
5: with the boys for a little while on a uh, on an off night <laughs> if you don't mind. Well, thank you so much and I appreciate you guys having me.
2: You got it, Coach. I'm going to put you on hold. You can listen in in just a second. Okay. I'm going to
5: bring in Grayson. But thanks again, Coach. Yes, sir.
2: All right, there you go, guys. That's the head football coach of Gaffney. Five A State Championships sounds also familiar up here. They've got 18, but now, oh, but now we got QB one in the house. Grayson Loftus, Grayson, my man. Coach says you got some uh, some balling in you, but you may have some coaching in you down the road, my friend. What's going on? Nothing much, dude. How you doing? great meg you feel pumped up from the other night You ought to be yeah
6: well, stop smiling for saturday night
2: so let's uh let's talk a little bit man you brought back justice to gaffney and uh state championship man first of all when that thing finally hit zero and we watched it we watched the ball out um against a very good team and you and i know of course that was a big task but you guys are ready for it you prepared for it and you walked home with the trophy what was the first thing you went went to your mind when that thing finally hit zero
6: and you guys realized y'all were state champions? I think the first thought was, um, you know, just kind of we did it. Um, we 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 got, you know, 15 weeks. It's a long season, um, and it's kind of just it's kind of a deep a deep breath where you can just kind of exhale and say we did it. We got we got to the peak. Um, and then, you know, it, obviously you start thinking about all the all the people who who helped, helped you get to that point, um, the seniors. I know Coach Jones talked about it right there at the end. Um, but, you know, that senior class and everything they've done and, and being able for us, uh, the underclassmen, to go and do it for that group of guys, um, you know, I know it meant a lot to us and, and it meant a lot to those guys. Now, of course, you're a junior, class of 23, right? Is that correct? Yes, yeah, sir, that's correct.
2: All right, so give me your give me the height, the weight, give give me some measurements on you, big man.
6: Um, right now we're sitting
2: at about six three, two hundred five. Gotcha. You. What's
6: your how you you're able to run around a little bit? Looks like
2: man, you're able to kind of cause a little havoc, of course, big time with your arm, but you're able. And it seems like uh, after watching some of your film prior to that, you put a lot of work in in the all season during this past summer to be able to make yourself a little bit more of a mobile guy than you were maybe the year before.
6: Yeah, uh, that went. That goes to a credit to uh, to our strength staff, uh, Coach Birch and Coach Smith. Do a great job with us in the weight room throughout the season, with conditioning and speed work, and the science that goes into behind all of it. Um, they do a great job with that. So being able to being able to get with those guys through the summer and through through the spring, um, being able to work out help help mobility, and uh, I think I think it put us in a place where we can last all four quarters throughout the year.
2: You did that in big-time fashion. As we got to see the complete season. And the state champion quarterback with us tonight for 5A football, Gaffney's very own Grayson Loftus. Coming in at 6'3", 205, he'll graduate in 2023. So, we got him another year before he hits the college ranks. But, man, I tell you what, first of all, impressive with your interview. All right, that's number one. So, uh, good job there. Because I tell you one thing, that I love to have you guys on here. But you sound like you've done this before. And uh, after talking to Coach, man, I, I, I understand you're kind of a football junkie. And that's a good thing. When you start looking at the different seasons, though, all right, let's talk about that real quick, Grayson. Last year was the COVID season, right? You saw a little different. You heard your coach talk about the crowd was a little smaller. This year, we're full-fledged, man. We're all in. That's a very familiar conversation in the upstate up there with you guys, but it was a jam-packed sellout show week after week. Gaffney football at its best. I mean, that's what I grew up watching and playing against them in high school, so I'm familiar with your school. But what was it like, man, being the starting quarterback, being the guy, being that man that they got to control the offense, man. How cool was it for you this year without the COVID restrictions? You know, I
6: think uh, it started with with getting here, getting back to Gaffney in February, um, and getting there, being able to be around the guys. Um, you know, there's, I wouldn't rather have been the quarterback of any other team than, than Gaffney High School this year. Um, that group of that group of guys on offense was made it made it a lot of fun. Um, that offense the offensive line made it really fun to, to, to play quarterback and. And to be with to be around this group of guys was was, it was a blast. Um, Tyler was awesome, and the and the receivers came along through as the as the year came along. Um, Tyler and Ken both, as, as coach said, um, you know both two great guys. Um, but you know, like like you said, the fans. Uh, Indian Nation doesn't like nobody else. Um, you know, I, I think Thanks. when we got to Spartanburg, it was about an hour before kickoff, and, and the stadium was packed. The line was wrapped right around the building. Fans had gotten there at 3 o'clock that day to, to tailgate. And, you know, then that following week at Saturday in, in, in Columbia, they got there at, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, tailgated all day, had a lot of fun as, as a community, um, and then sat in the stands and supported us. And there was nothing better than when those clocks hit zero and you see that the fans erupt and everybody's standing up and around hugging each other and, and crying. And you, you can tell how much Gaffey football means to the community of Gaffey Um, And it meant a lot for this team. I know it meant a lot to everybody on the team to be able to bring back the the pride and tradition that, that everybody's so used to in Gaffney. to bring it back home, bring a trophy back home um, and bring some, bring some pride bring some pride back to the program.
5: Yeah, no doubt.
6: Brought a state championship 18, by the way, all the way started in
2: 1927, ladies and gentlemen to 2021, which is where they've kind of put it back in order, if you will, man. Talk to me a little bit about some of the things you look forward to and the things you're going to work on here in the offseason. Again, you know, yes, you want to stay champion, but I feel it, and I hear it in your voice, man. You're focused already in what we're going to do next year, okay? I'm sure it's been a fun ride for the last couple days, but I would imagine in my mind that you're already starting to worry about, hey, man, look, we got to defend it now. It's cool to get here, but now everybody wants a piece of it, man. What goes through your mind here as you prepare for the offseason? season?
6: Yeah, you know, just just making sure that, that the culture stays the same. Um, I, the seniors this year did a great job of, of building a culture and being a part of a culture over the last four years. That that was a standard of excellence. Uh, the best is expected day in and day out. Um, no matter no matter no matter what's going on, you, you got to give everything you got in practice, and games, and in off season of workouts and conditioning. Um, so just making sure as, as, as we as the junior class becomes seniors that that we keep that tradition going. We keep that that culture there. Um, and, you know, just making sure our young guys come along. Um, you know, we did a good job this year of, of making sure those young guys come along. We actually had, you know, a few sophomores help us um, in some big-time moments in the last couple of weeks um, on the defense line and that receiver. So, you know, making sure that those guys are ready, um, knowing that they're, they're good enough to be there, um, even as young guys. So just making sure that you know, we, we continue that culture we continue – Progressing along and uh, make sure we don't get complacent and uh, keep, keep working hard.
2: Well, brother, I am proud of you, man. I'm excited that you're part of the Palmwater State Ballers Club here on Southern Sports Central, man. I can't wait to actually get a chance, hopefully, to see you here in a few as uh, we may be heading that way on Sunday up in that area. So maybe, just maybe, we'll cross some paths. But I do want to say congratulations, big man. Way to do what you do and ball out the right way. And, again, I cannot tell you how proud we are, you and your entire team. And, of course, having your coach on right before you, man, and then a the big deal to us here on Southern Sports Central, buddy. Thanks for your time tonight.
6: Yep, thank y'all for having me.
2: Always a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, the bus is cranking up because we're leaving a 5A state championship facility. And that, of course, with the Gaffney Indians, these guys pick up number 18 after winning big against a team out of Dutch Fork. They're in Columbia. Probably one of the best rides from Columbia back to Gaffney they've ever had, or at least in a long time. As, uh, again, they win... A big-time, big-time heavyweight matchup and made us all proud on the show here. And we're going to take a break because coming up next, we go to Daniel High School where the Lions are on the board and Coach Ruster and Clay Sweeney all joins us next right here on Southern Sports Central. It is the championship edition of our show as we recognize the ballers and their coaches of the great state of South Carolina, guys. Don't go anywhere.
8: And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run
4: around. And put your car on cruise and lay back, cause this is summertime.
1: Welcome to Southern Sports Central, your source for all things sports, with your host, Richie Altman, Richie Altman, and Eugene Benton taking your calls at 323-784-9681. Now, let's join Richie In the studio. If you smell what The Rock is cooking.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we keep the ball moving, the bus rolling, and we're hanging out with one of the great ones of our great state of South Carolina on the campus of Daniel High School. The Lions have pulled not one, but two back-to-back now state championships as we are live now with Coach Bruster. Coach, congratulations on the big win. I figured I'd bring you in with The Rock to give you some love here tonight on the show. Well, who doesn't like
7: a good wrestling
2: intro? No doubt, coach. You know you're doing things right. I'm gonna be. I'm, we're gonna pat our own back. You know you're doing things right, coach. When I'm calling you, saying, "Hey, it's the championship edition. We did this last year. Let's do it again."
7: Absolutely. Uh, we're just very fortunate to be back, uh, to, to, to be able to be on your show again. You know, grateful we got a chance. Grateful, you know, the season went down without a bust. Um, you know, a lot of things to be thankful for. That's for sure.
2: Now, Coach, uh, what a great performance. Uh, again, we're going to talk a little bit about, of course, everything tonight uh, for the next 15 or so minutes as uh, it, it takes an army, right? It takes the village, as they say, back in our day of growing up and, and when we played this game of high school football. And you guys did it once again with not only some, some great players. I mean, no doubt y'all reloaded the cannon and shot it back out and won another one, but you got some great coaches around you. you got some great parents around you. I'm seeing the fans that are traveling all the way from Daniel there to Benedict College. I mean, Coach, you could start off with the players, and let's talk about that day, man, that that exciting opportunity to put that trophy back up in the air just like you did the year before.
7: Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, more than anything, the kids had an end goal in mind. You know, we start the year off every year with some simple goals, uh, you know, just enough to keep us uh, attentive, on the task at hand, you know, but not too much that it can be distracting. Uh, but I think more than anything, the kids came off of last year and said that they had an end goal, and that was to get back to where they just ended and to have a chance to do it all again. And, you know, they did everything they possibly could to give themselves a chance. So we got to be proud of that. And, Coach, you saw some kids graduate, but yet here it comes the younger kids, like you said. Now it's becoming
2: – Uh, Contagious right winning breeds what winning winning breeds that that opportunity to know what it was like before to continue to do it again And a lot of that starts in the offseason coach talk to us a little bit about the offseason and some of the restrictions From the year before were lifted and you guys were able to actually lift again run again participate in some team things again Unlike you were able to uh the year before
7: Well to be quite honest, you know, I thought that the restrictions actually helped our cause um, when when it comes to camaraderie, because it gave us a chance to kind of get to know your position group and, and and build that intimate relationship with them first uh, before being introduced to the team setting. So I thought, you know, like I said, that that actually helped us out greatly because you know those guys became tight, you know, formed a tight bond uh, with everybody in their position, and that's good when you're talking about leadership because. Um, You're training with with everyone from freshmen to sophomores in your position group. So, you know, having a chance to to tutor those kids and show them what the program standard is supposed to look like, those are the kind of things that helped us uh, on our way. Hanging out with a two-time back-to-back state champion coach,
2: and he did it in style. Coach Jeff Ruster joins us now from the campus of Daniel High School. The Lions came in the den and took care of business once again in the South Carolina High School league football they win the 3 eight state championship game. Now, Coach, you went against a team that you're kind of getting familiar with on the other side. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that kind of worked out. We all were preparing for a team, of course, uh, that, you know, you guys know Camden a little bit, right? Y'all have seen them before.
7: Right. And, and you know, I think my hat, you, you got to tip your hat to, to Coach Riff and his ability to get back to that game two years in a row. Um, you know, he's obviously got something very good going on with those guys and and did it with some tough competition. You know, I I know we don't get to see a lot of those lower state teams, but we know how formidable teams like Ainer and and Dillon and Oceanside can be and and Battery Creek, or not Battery Creek, uh, uh, um, the name escapes me now. But, you know, he he had to escape some some great competition down there to get back to where he was as well. So um, hats off to him and his program and what he's been able to do with them. And they're young, so They're going to be a team to be, you know, reckoned with for for a while now. Now, Coach, you're surrounded by other great
2: coaches, right? I mean, again, we talk about attitude reflects leadership. And, of course, it seems like the leadership is in great hands, not only in your hands, connected yourself with some really great assistants that seem to not be going anywhere. Uh, Again, can you talk to us a little about some of those offensive guys, defensive guys, your coordinators that play some really big roles for you as well?
7: Well, you know, obviously I think, you know, the game plan that the coordinators and and the rest of the staff have been able to uh, put together is second to none. Um, Those guys work very hard, you know, tireless hours uh, to give our kids a chance to be successful. So, um, you know, I I can't thank those guys enough for the hard work. They do wish I could pay them more, and that's always the case when you've got a good staff. You know, offensively, you know, we we had talked a lot the, the latter part about wanting to be led and, and having to be led by seniors. And I thought our seniors did a great job. We didn't have but four um, seniors on the, uh, starting on the offense. And so, you know, we knew we were going to have to lean heavily on their leadership to, to, to get us to where we wanted to be. And so, you know, starting at the quarterback position with Trent Pearman and, you know, you think about the starting slot, Clay Sweeney, you think about the two offensive linemen we had, and Ackerman and Tyndall, I mean, those guys just did an incredible job this year keeping the younger ones focused and, and, and making sure they knew exactly what was expected.
2: Now, you just mentioned the quarterback. If I'm not mistaken, we just we got word earlier, of course, he is the Gatorade Player of the Year in South Carolina. Uh, not surprised on our end, of course, that uh, we've got a lot to pick from in our state. But, hey, look, Trent has proven that he can do it and do it in big-time fashion. Coach, how excited were you and your staff when the news came out about this award?
7: Well, we were very excited. You know, it's not every day that that happens uh, for your school. You know, I think before Trent did it these past two seasons, I can only recall one other uh, that happened, and that happened when I was actually playing football at Daniel Happen or, or Daniel High and – um We had an offensive lineman that got Gatorade player of the year. So it's not like this is something that's common. It's not like this is something that happens all the time. So when it does, you got to celebrate it because this is a very large accomplishment for Trent.
2: Yeah, huge. And we want to congratulate him. If you'll pass that along to him. Again, we thought about trying to bring him in as well as we're getting in your receiver here in about 10 minutes, Coach. But, you know, I know these guys are kind of going everywhere. Now, this year we're very blessed to have a few extra games. you got the Senior Bowl uh, it twice. you yeah, got, of course, the Carolina Bowl that's going to be happening up there by you guys in that Gaffney area, the famous North-South Bowl. They call it, of course, uh, the Touchdown Energy Bowl now, but we know it as the North-South game. Yeah, as, as a head coach, how good is it to see that we're getting things back in track, but we're also giving some of these athletes a chance to play at least one more game?
7: Well, and and that's, why, that's exactly why you do it. Um, everything we do for these young athletes to give them an opportunity to display some school spirit and to go out and um, represent their teams in the right way uh, and and to get to take advantage of all their hard work and accomplishments. So that's exactly why we do it. and It's great that we're getting back to a point to where we can continually have that happen.
2: Right. And then we also have Ken Brown and the guys at the blitz. Good buddies of ours uh, that we worked together last year, probably do some stuff this year. He's got another bowl game. Actually, that one's going to be in the upstate as well. I believe on January the 1st is usually when we play that Senior Bowl. So, yeah, to see more opportunity, man. You cannot have enough opportunity for these young athletes. Coach, you've seen a lot of changing in football, right? We've seen some things move around. But for us here at Southern Sports Central, to have great coaches like yourself, and we just had, of course, Gaffney's head coach on, Joe's, just before you. And, of course, we've got another coach after you. But to be blessed to have so many great coaches, I really feel, Coach, that we have really – not just close the gap, but we've actually taken a bunch of steps forward in where we stand in the world in the conversation of high school football. Can you talk a little bit about what it's like here in our state and how many ballers across the great Palmetto State we have that you see week in and week out from 1A to
7: 5A? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think our state's just as formidable as any other, um, especially when it comes to football, and we don't always get those accolades, but when you start to look at uh, the amount of talent – uh, in, be it in, in college sports or, or in NFL, you know, there's quite a few uh, South Carolinians uh, playing some some major big time football. So I think that speaks to the nature of, of what we're able to do. And for us, you know, we got a chance to see that firsthand uh, playing a 7A team out of out of Atlanta, uh, playing uh, North Carolina uh, in, in, in Hendersonville, a team that had just been mm. to the quarterfinals the year prior. So. Um, we got a chance firsthand to see what good football looks like everywhere else. And for us to be uh, on top and, and to stay successful in those chances lets us know that we're further closing the gap.
2: Hanging out with the head football coach, the back-to-back state champion, Daniel Lyons. And then, of course, their head football coach, the leader of this team is Coach Jeff Bruster. Eugene, let me bring you in. I know you've got a few
3: things, buddy. Yeah, Coach, uh, this Eugene here, and, uh, you know, we we were part of that junior game last year and got to see Trent and some of those guys, you know, come in and perform. Like you said, you know, they they won the state championship last year. They come in and sit down with you and say, Coach, you know, we want to do it again. Well, now those guys are graduating, and we talked to Jackson, your wide receiver that graduated last year, and some of those guys want to pass it down. You know, talk to us a little bit about going forward, man. I mean, I know some of these, these big-time ballers you have are now graduating. You know, there's no – Coming back in January and say, Coach, we want to do it again because they're going to be going in and out and you know, bowling on college rosters uh, somewhere. So uh, talk to us a little bit about you know what you're thinking about for next year and some of those guys that you know you're going to be counting on to step up and fill some of those giant shoes that you know Trent and some of these guys have left for you.
7: Well, you know, we talked to the seniors quite a bit about uh, the mark of good programs and the ability to pass the torch and what that looks like. And so we've kind of been training them for this moment uh, for a while now because, you know, good teams look for good years. Good programs look for sustainability. Um, We've been fortunate enough to have some 10-win seasons, I think four in a row now. Uh, So, you know, I think we're, we're starting to embark on having the ability to become a good program, and it takes seniors like Trent and like Clay and the rest of them. Uh, to be able to do that, and, and what they, the role that they serve on leadership council, and, and how much importance we place on, you know, the tutelage that that is required throughout the, day, the, the practice day, and you know, teaching these kids, leading by example, showing them the right way to do things, and setting a standard. You know, those are the kind of things that give you a chance. Uh, Any time that you move, you lose, you know, significant number of leadership.
2: Hanging out real quick here with the head football coach from the Daniel Lions. back-to-back state championships. They have done that. And he also, by the way, he also has, I believe, Coach, don't you have a state championship uh, ring and track and field, Coach Fruster? I do. I do as well. (laughs) Well, we do need you to update, and I know you've got a lot going on, but I was looking at your Twitter earlier today, and I was like, you know what? He hasn't added 2021 who is portfolio (laughs) now on this header over there at Twitter. So I know there's a lot more important things, but you know, the world of Twitter will stop and drop and pop uh, any conversation around the world. We've learned that in the last five years, right?
7: Absolutely.
2: Coach, let me give you this opportunity to talk about your seniors. Uh, uh, Eugene kind of talked on it a little bit there, but I want to make sure that we do that. And and then if you want to, talk about some of that big time family support, because again, behind every coach is an amazing support staff and family that does a ton of sacrifice and so that you can get out here, not just on Friday nights. That's the easy part, right? It's that Sunday through Thursday and maybe some Saturdays. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the support at home, which I know you've got a ton of it and then give some love to some of your seniors coach.
7: Right. Well, I'll start with the seniors. Um, you know, I, I, what what more could you say about a group of young men that have gone forty six and three in the span of four years and, and to compile the highest winning percentage of any senior class in, in school history and, and to finish with back to back undefeated seasons that that takes an unbelievable amount of determination to not only us, us coaches but to the plan that we, we put in place for these guys and, and for the expectations that we have for them. Uh, it takes an unbelievable amount of, of determination. So kudos to those guys for being able to finish the way they did and have the accolades that they that they have because they're they're well deserved. Um, they worked hard for them, um, and they should be celebrated. You know, when it comes to family, uh, obviously we we got to have some strong backing to be able to do what we do. But it's also something that we emphasize. Um, It's not something that just happens by chance. You know, we we take time every Sunday uh, to bring our families in and and enjoy a little bit of time with them uh, because we know how long Sundays can go when you start thinking about film and and, and whatnot. So uh, family outings, you know, we're we're consistently trying to get together. I, I believe that the relationship piece is very important when you start talking about program building. And so to me it's very important to get to know your hires And it's very important to get to know your highest family. So as many opportunities as we can to get together, we do. do. I mean, you you take this offseason for a chance uh, at at the next home basketball game, you're going to see uh, five or six coaches there with their wives and their kids, and we're going to be watching our our athletes uh, as they perform in other sports. And so it's a very close-knit thing. Uh, Very community-driven. That's something that I I picked up on even when I was a player at Daniel High School is how important the community plays a part in what we do. So, you know, we we got a great community. It's it's capable of giving us some great talent. And, you know, our job as coaches is to prove that we can win with the talent that's available.
2: No doubt. Wrapping it up with the two-time back-to-back state champion head football coach of the Daniel Lions over there, that is Coach Jeff Bruster. Coming to us from the town that you may have heard, to, if you're a big college football fan, Clemson, South Carolina. Coach, you know, they win in Clemson. You guys are winning in Daniel, man. Is, is, is the water, is that what it is? Is there a good water line hanging out over there in Clemson?
7: Well, you know, I, if I say that, that's going to encourage you guys to come visit, and I'm trying to stay <laughs> successful. So,
2: there's definitely something yeah. to be there. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> But I got to tell you, I always enjoy having you on, and, and, and I'm wishing you nothing but the best in 2022 because you did it once again in 21 and just continuing to win, continuing to do the things you do, Coach, and you do it the right way. And, and I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to echo this throughout the night with all of the coaches coming on, we have not only the best players in the country, but the reason we have the best players in the country, coaches, because of guys like you and all of our coaches across the South Carolina uh, course footprint. And uh, because of what you do and all of your coaches do, that's why we have the best athletes in high school football and just in general. But I want to thank you for your time on and off the field, the many nights on phones that you spend with your guys that nobody gets to hear. Some of those one-on-one conversations in the office that you don't get to hear that when you and I were playing this game, you know what I'm talking about. We had those conversations. We were those conversations. And now you're giving back to the game that gave to you and I so much. And I just want to say thank you.
7: I greatly appreciate it. And I appreciate you having a song, giving me a chance to, represent our program, and thank you for all you do uh, for all of us high school coaches.
2: No doubt, Coach. We are definitely on the same team, and we are going to come up there. I want to see your facility. Uh, we do, now that COVID's kind of gotten out of the way, where uh, at least it's being maintained, if you will. We'll come up masked up or what have you. We have our shots, so we're good there, but we do want to come up there and just see what you guys have put together, because it's very impressive, and again, you're doing it the right way, and That's what we're all about, Coach. So, congratulations, back-to-back. And, again, congratulations on that track and field ring. That's a big deal, too, Coach. So, we want to make sure we show you all the love you deserve.
7: Absolutely. We greatly appreciate it.
2: All right, Coach. You can
7: hang tight because I
2: believe you can listen to your wide receiver. Coming up right after this, uh, we're going to bring him in, Coach. So, hold on, and let me bring in your receiver. All right, so we won't skip a beat because we're going to keep it moving. Now, we've got a – State championship ball player from the same land as Daniel. And, of course, the Lions will now be represented by the player known as Clay Sweeney. Clay, what's up, buddy? Hey, how are y'all? Wonderful, man. Glad to have y'all. First time, hopefully first of many. But, man, I tell you what, first of all, I want to congratulate you on a state championship. I mean, you didn't do it once. You did it twice. And uh, you're going to walk out of that place as a legend. You're going to walk out in the history books. You're going to walk out with some jewelry. And, uh, man, you did it, and you did it in style. And just real proud of you. And doing it the way you did it was impressive, my friend.
9: Yes, sir, I appreciate that. It was an incredible four years. And, really, these last two years, the run we went on was just special. And uh, definitely some memories that I'll take with me for the rest of my life. And uh, back-to-back state champs has got a nice ring to it.
2: (laughs) Yes, it does, sir. We're glad to have you with us. Now, of course, uh, last year, you're a junior on this roster, but you still were able to contribute. Uh, how much of a role did that senior class leave an in, in impression, if you will, right, that you guys knew, okay, these guys want a state championship, so there's the bar. It's either state championship or bust. It's kind of the mindset us athletes put in. How big was that for you guys as the juniors became the senior leaders? What was the first thing you told the underclassmen when you guys got ready to work out and get ready for this season?
9: Oh, it was it was huge. Those uh seniors last year, those guys uh really going into that 2020 season, they made they made it clear for the entire team that hey, we're we're finishing the job this year. We've come close, but we got one goal in mind and we're going to come together as a team and they really showed us what it's like to love one another and and uh lead by example while also uh, lifting the guys up bringing them with you while they might have been making a play here or there they're still going to be teaching the younger guys and bringing it with them and really uh, this senior class and a bunch of the leaders going into the season we all just we all talked and uh, we set out we said look we want to go down in the history books and as one of the greatest classes and we want to keep Daniel on this run and at keep Daniel at the pinnacle of South Carolina high school football as it should be. And uh, we said we're going out the right way, and we're going to make sure everyone else knows that, and we're bringing them along with us. No doubt they're bringing two,
2: not one, but two state championship uh, trophies and some rings and things. There's, of course, the Daniel Lyons, three A state champions here in the great state of South Carolina. We're live right now with the class of 22's very own Clay Sweeney. And, of course, graduates this year, man, and uh, I don't think you could have wrote it any better, Clay, when it came down to being able to play the game you love, right? And this is something that you, I'm sure, grew up wanting to do, and now you're doing it. You're doing it in style. You get to be uh one-on-one with, uh, of course, Trent Pearman, who, by the way, wins the Gatorade Player of the Year because the guys like you that are catching the balls he's throwing is able to kind of put him on that spectrum. Man, how cool was it to play and to grow through this year and in the last two or three years with Trent watching what he did but being a part of,
9: What you guys put together is that one-two combo. Uh, It's special. Um, First of all, Trent is – he's one of my good friends. We've been friends for forever, and uh, he's such a stand-up guy. That's the main part. That's what makes him the Gatorade player off the field, too, is he's such a a great dude and a great friend and teammate. But, man, on the field, he's just always had this calming presence about him where – he's very confident in his his abilities and he just makes everyone else around him better. And that's what great players do. It's, it's, it makes my job and the rest of the receiver's job a whole lot easier when you got a guy like that behind center. Um, He can really put the ball wherever it needs to be. And uh, shoot, I've been playing football with Trent since we were in the third grade and he's always (laughs) trusted me. And uh, I felt like we've always have had that uh, very special connection. And we, we, uh, I feel like we kind of know the integral part of the game better than uh, most receiver QB duos. And a lot of times he can just give me a look and he knows how I'm going to run a certain route or how I can tell how he wants me to break it at a certain yardage. And uh, it's really been special playing with him really my whole life, but especially these past four years at Daniel.
2: Hey, and I was
9: one of the big ones over there
2: on Daniel High School, the Class of 22 senior, two-time state champion, back-to-back Clay Sweeney, wide receiver, joins us here tonight on Southern Sports Central. Glad to have him with us. And, of course, his coach is listening in now, and Coach Frusher. But uh, you, you said something there, Clay, that I, that I can relate to. Being a quarterback myself, had a guy as a receiver that, that knew my thoughts as I was kind of putting it all together, getting ready to snap the ball. Because why? Because we were in the backyard, right, and many a time. Drawing up plays in the dirt. So this guy already knew my mindset. How many times did that happen where you guys are sitting there and he kind of, like you mentioned, gave you that look and you're like, oh, man, we ran that in fourth grade in the backyard of the schoolhouse. We're going to hit that right now.
9: Yeah, honestly, it's actually crazy that you mentioned that. That you, that happened all the time. And I don't even know that our own coaches know that. But Trent and I, like back in uh, elementary school, middle school, we would hang out. We had our own little signals for all these routes that we would just go out and run. And sometimes he'd just give me one of those signals in the game, and that route's not even, like, in our playbook, and I would run it. And uh, it's actually crazy because wow. uh, a lot of times we would just we would just kind of have this little connection where even I'd look at the play, he'd look at the play, and just before the play uh, I'd say, hey, they're in one high here. I'm going to break it at eight instead of ten. Just something where most people don't really understand that as an outside uh, perspective, but it really makes – playing with – really improves my game when I have such a strong connection with the
5: quarterback.
2: No doubt, Clay. Now, there's some other guys around you on that offense that was electric all year long, and you guys grew up together as well. I'm going to give you a chance to talk about some of the memories, some of the moments, and the athletes that – that you'll miss, of course, is you're going to go to your next chapter, which we'll talk about that right before I get you out of here, big guy. But talk to me about some of these guys, man, that, that will forever be your brothers. And I played you know, college baseball. I was a college guy, baseball guy. I was a football guy, but I kind of hung up that side of my cleats uh, after I got to college. But for me, high school sports is something, and, and I'm sure your dad, I'm sure that, that other players and, and your brothers will tell you the same thing. This is a different type of game that you will always always remember this is making Friday night light special. So for you, give me some of those moments of some of those players that you'll always remember.
9: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, My dad and my brothers, uh, obviously they've been very successful after high school and uh, in their careers. And, uh, you know, they've, they've been, they've won a lot and they've been great at Clemson, but they've, they've told me, especially this year is my senior year. And, I know that you're excited for the future and everything, but really just enjoy it because there's nothing like high school football. There's nothing like Friday night, going out there with with guys you've grown up with and your whole life and playing for your town and your community. And they really just helped me realize, even though I felt like I was doing a great job of enjoying it anyways, they've really helped me uh, realize that, man, you only get one chance to be in high school. You might as well enjoy it and just appreciate everything that comes with it. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss all my teammates. I, I, I've i been blessed to uh, been teammates with some great dudes and uh, really some of the underclassmen. I think all the those other three receivers this year, Eli Merck, my son Kelly, and uh, Jalen Brown-Wallace, I'm really going to miss those three guys um being the senior out of the four receivers this year I felt going into the season I was really trying to challenge myself to really lead those guys and I know yeah as a sophomore Eli had a thousand yard season or whatever and he's got all this stuff but I really felt like I could still lead those group of guys and we really became really close throughout the year and I know they're all juniors and I cannot wait to see that what they do in the future they have all three of them, man, their potential is through the roof. I'm really gonna miss those guys. I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss my big O lineman up front, Ethan Ackerman. Just guys that, you know, I, that might not even ever play football again. But other than just football, just friends, seeing them out in the out in town, it's it's really just guys like that that I'm gonna miss. Uh, Boston Miller, safety. There's so many guys that. Have made, I have made a great impact on my life, and I really appreciate all my teammates so much, and I've made some incredible memories with all of them. Well, brother, I want to tell you this. On behalf of all of us at Southern Sports Central, man, we are
2: very proud of you. We're proud of your entire team. Back-to-back state championships are hard to do, and in four years you got two state championship rings, and, hey, that's something to, to be bragging about right off the rip, man, but you guys are doing it very humbly. You're handling business as normal um, for you. All right, graduating here soon. What's the plans, my friend? Where, where are you planning on? Are you going to continue to play college football? Uh, are you going to head in, out of the state? You staying in the state, man? What's the plan for uh, for Mr. Sweeney?
9: Uh, yeah, like you said, uh, two state championships out of four years. is That's something I can definitely brag on. Uh, you know, my brothers and uh, my dad tell me all the time, hey, We got national championship rings, and I said, yeah, yeah, but I'm the only one with the state championship ring. Now I got two of them, and uh, I'm actually going to be going to Clemson to play football, so hopefully I can get a few national championship rings myself. So, uh, yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to this experience and the next chapter of my life. I'm excited to grow as a man and uh, grow in my faith as well. and great football and become a even better football player but right now it's uh I'm trying to have a great senior basketball season and just enjoy the last few months of high school but I know Clemson's around the corner and I really can't wait literally right around the corner. we're hanging
2: out with the one and only wide
9: receiver state champion
2: back-to-back only state champion back-to-back high school champion and the Sweeney house of course is the big man Clay Sweeney now uh, you're going to play receiver, or you're going to move around a little bit when you get up there? Uh, I'm going to play receiver, yes, sir. There you go. So a good friend of mine, uh, well, he was my he was actually my high school football coach, a guy you probably know his last name, Renfro. I went to soccer, Steve. Of course, Coach Renfro was my coach. And a guy that was a pretty good little receiver over there, Hunter Renfro, uh, was born <laughs> during my days of playing high school baseball for his dad. So, man, I know very well they've got some good receivers, and they're getting ready to get another one, man. Um, again, All you're doing, good luck in high school basketball. Thank you for the time and the energy and just the way you played the game of high school football here in our great state of South Carolina. You're one of our legends on the show. You'll continue to be welcomed here anytime. And uh, we wish you best of luck. Thank everybody at the house for allowing you to come in and hang out with us. And again, man, how excited are you to take it to the next level and play for a guy that you know kind of well?
9: I'm so excited. Uh, I mean, I've always been around the program my whole life and it's, it's really just like every time I go up there, ever since I was a little kid, I just get, I just get this little antsy feeling just makes me happy. But now knowing the fact that I'll be able to be a part of it, I'm sure my perspective will change a little bit and I, I really can't wait. And, uh, I'm really excited to be teammates of Drew. Uh, Drew and I have never Mm -hmm. been able to play together. Of course him and Will are only one year apart, but, uh, There will be a senior next year, so I know he's really looking forward to kind of showing me the ropes and stuff, but yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped. And uh, I really appreciate y'all having me on. Um, Yeah. I, I can't wait.
2: You got it, buddy. Well, we're hoping
9: to get the trip up that way, take a tour of the campus.
2: Maybe by the time we get there, you'll be there. But, again, man, congratulations. Back-to-back state championships. Go get you one in basketball before you get out of here, man. There's another ring for you. Go over there and see if you can get one on the hardwood, my friend. But uh, good luck. The rest, we'll get you back in here. And, again, thanks for hanging out tonight, buddy.
9: Yes, sir. Anytime. Hopefully you come back on soon. Thank you for having me.
2: Hey, man, it's my pleasure. Thank you again, my friend. Again, ladies and gentlemen, that is Clay Sweeney, class of 22. Back-to-back state championship rings on his fingers, and he's going to hang out at Clemson University next year, guys. So you heard it here. If you didn't know it, now you do. he will play receiver, of course, for the Clemson Tiger team. And, boy, i tell you what, they continue to get better and better. And, again, that's going to be a good conversation uh, next week. We'll dive into some of that. But, again, I want to thank everybody over there Daniel High School as the bus is picking up and rolling back towards Columbia to Gray High School where we'll be checking out with the head coach, Adam Holmes. Yeah, Coach Holmes is going to join us right after this break. And, again, I want to thank – the head football coach over there at Daniel, Coach Jeff Fruster. Thank you so much, Coach, for allowing us to hang out virtually with you guys. And, again, for all of us, to all of you guys over at Daniel, congratulations on back-to-back state championships, guys. Don't go anywhere. We are heading to hang out with the Eagles. We're going to fly over to Gray right after this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, bringing him in, Salas of ACDC. I kind of had to think about Coach Holmes and what kind of mood he'd be in tonight. I don't even think he's given up that trophy yet because I tell you what, love to see our coaches pumped up when they get a win like he did. And, of course, let's bring him in right now. That is Coach Adam Holmes, the head of football coach over at Gray. Coach, man, what a show and what a job.
10: Well, I appreciate it. Uh, just uh, yeah, still like I said, people ask me, I'm still on cloud nine. I'm, I'm still on about eight point five right now. So uh, it's been great. Just uh, excited for our guys, excited for our school and our program to, you know, kind of be able to do what we've done in, in really a short time to uh, to get that achievement. Um. Again, just really excited for our players, especially our seniors, our 15 seniors. A you lot know, about half of them, seven of them have started with us since they were freshmen, been a part of this process of taking a step every year. So for these guys to be able to go out their senior state championship, you know, it makes it all worth it.
2: No doubt, Coach. And I tell you what, we actually had a chance to see each other as I spent this past season over at Oceanside, a, a familiar face and a place that you know well over there with Coach Call, of course. But, uh, man, I got to see what you guys put together over there, made that road trip up here or over there to the uh, to, to Columbia, man, and watching your, your quarterback, watching your receivers, watching your running back, A.V. Adams, of course. Man, we'll talk about him in just a little bit, Coach, but I'm talking full production. You guys, week after week after week after week, continue to ball out, and the only team that was able to kind of trip you a little bit, you found out they won a 5A state championship, so,
10: It doesn't make it easier, but it
2: sure makes a little bit of an understanding. Huh, Coach?
10: Well, no doubt about it. And, I mean, that's something that, you know, we looked at at the beginning of the year to, uh, you know, test ourselves. We knew we were going to have a pretty good football team, and we knew that we played a very strong region uh, in class, uh, you know, in in region 3-2-A with with Newberry and Saluda and those guys and Batesburg Leesville. So, um, you know, We want to test ourselves, and obviously playing guys like Oceanside, Joe, and, and, and Job, you know, y'all did down there, and then, you know, Camden and, and Ridgeview, and then when, you know, we had the opportunity to play Gaffney, it was just like, well, you know why not? You know let's just, let's give it a shot. And uh, you know guys went up there and battled and played in front of them in reservation. You know close to ten thousand people. And uh, you know so I think it helped us down the road. Like I said, to get to be in that environment last Friday night at Benedict with a great crowd on both sides. You know our guys have kind of been in that limelight before, so I think that helped them a little bit. But uh, yeah, to uh, to the only, only loss this year is to the five A state champions. Um, you know I, I guess I can handle that
2: hanging out and handling in the state championship two-way style football here in the great state of South Carolina. But they'll play anybody from 1A to 5A and any A at any time. Coach over there is Adam Holmes. He is, of course, uh, representing the great four Eagles tonight on Southern Sports Central. Now, Coach, I love the fact that you don't back down from a challenge. First of all, I love it. I love everything about it. I see, you again, you played Ridgeview, you played Oceanside, you played Gaffney, you played Abbeville. It took you to get to the playoffs, but, boy, did you go in and play a team like Abbeville who historically, right, they do what they do. They're on the conversations normally of a Gaffney or a, a Dillon, if you will. A Somerville has always been one of those conversations. Irmo, uh, teams like that are traditional teams. But yet you guys go in, you play a very well-coached-up team out of Abbeville, but
10: you were able to play that giant and keep it moving. Well, you know, that that was kind of, you know, and people have talked about, yeah, you know, they're looking on that, you know, on the, on the bracket for that for that matchup, us and Abbeville. And, uh, you know, be honest with you, we've been looking forward ever since last year. You know, played those guys in the state Championship last year. And, uh, I mean, one, just Coach Nichols does an amazing job up there. I mean, for to win seven out of the last ten state titles is unbelievable. And we went up there to Abbeville, and, and they've got an amazing backing and supportive group up there. And, and to go up there and just not really play well, didn't feel like we played up our potential that – you know, that that next Monday our guys were in the weight room and we said we weren't going to let that happen again. So, uh, yeah, we, we played very well um, against Abbeville. I think uh, KZ rushed for 320 yards and our defense was stifling. You held them to 15 points, a uh, team that scores over 40, uh, caused three big turnovers in that game, two inside the uh, the red zone where they're driving the score. Um, so just an overall great effort, like I said. They talk about our offense and, and what we do and KZ and Trey and all those guys on the offensive line. Um, but really, our defense was was a big difference this year. Our front seven was the best we probably ever had. Um, guys in the middle like Zach Glenn and Tory Kelly, um, defensive lines of Caius Hilton and Savian Jones and and uh, Elijah Radden and Dayton Williams. All those guys up front um, really you know caused teams problems and really kind of you know stuffed those guys and gave us the opportunity to get the ball back and, and, and get the ball in, in Casey's hands.
2: Now, Coach, you talk about some of your players, but i got to tell you, I, I've had a chance to get to know, and I know some of your coaches on your staff. One of those is Coach Helms, who I thought, man, look, dressed to impress Coach Helms. I saw you over there. No sleeves. He's got his hair done just right. I mean, he was ready to go to war. I think he was going to take a snap or two if you'd have let him.
10: Well, you know, he, he did that against, uh, I think, his first time with no sleeves on, I think, was Abbeville. And... Uh, so we said, All right, well you can't change now. Well, the next week was Newberry and I think it was about thirty eight degrees and he wanted to come in and put sleeves on. I said, No sir, huh? you already you've already made this uh you've made this bed so you gotta lie in it. So I think he was a little cold against Newberry but uh, it was all worth it. Like I said, he does an amazing job. Let me tell you, that, that offensive line, you know, the way he teaches them up, he's as good as anybody. We're so lucky to have him. Hmm. You know, in our whole school, he does our strength department, our, our strength program. You know, with our new weight room now, we've got all of our athletes in there lifting, you know, year-round. Um, he's just a huge asset to our to our school. But up front, teaching those guys how to run our stretch zone, our counter, and, and our and pulls. I mean, it was really been big. And, uh, you know, he, he does an amazing job. So excited to have him on staff.
2: Now, coach, you've done a great job surrounding yourself with other great coaches. And I said this and have been very blessed to have you on before and continue to have you on. But to have you on with this state championship trophy that I just love seeing this pitches with you and that southball kid you got, that little lefty pitcher I believe that's on the side of you and some of your other, you know, family members there with this trophy. But you've also surrounded yourself with some great coaches, some guys that have been historically around high school football in the state of South Carolina for a long time. Can you talk about some of these legendary coaches that you continue to surround yourself with?
10: Well, I mean, number one is uh, our defense coordinator, Howie Bear. Uh, he's been doing it for 30-plus years. Uh, he he was on the original staff that started up Charleston Southern football down there. Uh, he went up to uh, mm-hmm. to Northwestern and, and coached for the legend Moose Wallace for, for those guys and was around Bobby Carroll, straight and all those guys. And,
7: and me and him hooked
10: up uh, my first year when I got the job down in Orangeburg Prep, so We've been together 14 years. He's just old-school man. He's a grinder. I mean, you know, he couldn't really even uh, enjoy the, the win against Newberry because we gave up 28 points. And uh, he was in the offense all weekend getting ready for Silver Bluff. And uh, what an amazing job he did to get those guys ready. Another a, a high-power high offense in Silver Bluff that scores, I think, 45 points a game and, and really just shut them down. We gave up one big play on a 95-yard run. And other than that, I think they had their first first down and maybe the – maybe the third quarter, I don't know. It was just a great job that, that he did to get those guys ready. And uh, you talk about Corey Hounds with what he's done, playing at the professional level, coaching at the college level. Um, mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson, who coaches our wide receivers, who played uh, wide receiver at Clemson in the late 90s and early 2000s, coached down at Orangeburg at Wilkinson. Uh, C.J. Fry, who we brought on this year, who played you uh, know offensive line with me at South Carolina, but he worked with our defensive line this year uh did an amazing job and, and to be honest with you we uh our, our quarterback's coach Brett Bethune who actually played was my first uh my first year at Orangeburg prep. He was a backup quarterback. Um not a bigger guy but man he knows the game. He comes I come in on Sundays, he's already got it broken down. Uh he's up top with me, mm-hmm. kind of me, kinda we talking about play calls, stuff like that. And we uh, uh, brought on a young guy, Duncan Rivers, who actually played for us this year. So, just having great guys around us. I mean, you know, as a head coach, you, you can't micromanage. You've got to trust your coaches to, to do their jobs. And, and I trust every single one of those guys. And I think that's the main reason why we've been so successful. No doubt as we're hanging
2: out on the campus virtually as we're hanging out with state champions. That's right, two-way state champion head football coach Adam Holmes with Gray lead there, of course, the War Eagles are rocking and rolling, still partying like rock stars over there. Eugene, let me bring you in for a minute. I know you know this young man as well. Uh, Eugene, I know you probably have a few things on your list.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I've had the, the pleasure, I'd say, and some displeasure coaching on the other side. of uh, have coached on for four years now. And, uh, you know, the record's two and two. Uh, got the first two, lost the last two, and that, that's kind of a... Uh, one of those painful pills to swallow, but such a great dude, man. You are, you know, I love some of your boys and, uh, you know, one of the guys that, that, that means a lot to me besides KZ just because, you know, I've known him for all four years and got to see him grow from that first game at South Carolina State where everybody on our sidelines going, dang, we got to play this cat four years. Uh, to Rivers, man, and, and seeing him be such a, a weapon for you, you know, I, he made a, he hit a monster ball um in the state championship game and he's just a guy that you know I've talked to uh off and on throughout the year and just been such a big fan of him. And so I uh, just wanna give a shout out to Rivers and uh just kinda of check in and see what's up with him and uh some of the other guys on your team. I, I know you got some guys with some offers and uh so you know, you got a bunch of actually if you look at it you got a bunch of seniors. You know, we saw you know the O yeah, line you, you got two guys going to Georgia State so uh just give you a chance to talk about those senior guys leaving and, uh, you know, where some of them are headed.
10: Yeah, well, um, you talk about Rivers Teeter. Uh, he's not the prototypical kicker. I mean, he's six foot seven, so uh, he can really launch those footballs. Um, had an injury early on right before Camden um, pulled his quad, so it really kind of kept him limited this year. But, you know, he worked extremely hard to get back. Um, he's probably one of the best punters I've seen, you know, just with his – his uh his length and his his height kind of makes it even that much better. So he's gonna have opportunities. You know, probably you know with, with kickers, it's tough to get scholarships because he wants to go big time. So I think he's gonna walk on somewhere and have every opportunity to make a, a big time team. Um, obviously, with KZ is is going to Georgia State and and Alec Johnson, and we don't talk enough about Alec. I mean, he is an amazing yeah. football Ooh, player. Big boy um, at, at center. Yeah, he's six. Yeah, he's, I think what's really kept the, the big offers as well is he's only about six foot one, but he's. He's two he's been our starter, you know, on the offensive line since he's a true freshman and he's probably one of the best. I mean, his feet are so quick. He was a basketball kid as well. So, you know, he's got great feet. He makes all the calls up front. Um, he's going to be amazing down there for, for Georgia state. He went down there and just showed out and, and coach Elliott offered him on the spot. So he's a great book. He's down there at the, at the North South actually heading down tomorrow to watch him and KZ. and They got that big recruitment there down there. So we're going to try to get our guys in front of some other coaches as well. Um, right. But you look up front, uh, Trey Robinson, I think, has really progressed as a, you know, a lot of teams are, are, are getting an eye on him just because how athletic he is. And whether it's at quarterback or wide receiver, you know, played him some at wide receiver, um, you know, uh, uh, in the championship game because uh, one of our guys went down and we put Riley in there. So he's just an athlete. I think he's going to have some big-time things coming his way. He's six foot three, 200 pounds, probably our fastest guy on the team. And when he breaks away, he had that big 60-yard run to kind of, you know, after uh civil buff came to tide he he made a long run himself, so he's going to have opportunities and uh Wesley lorick our, our right tackle um six foot two two hundred sixty pounds uh has been a three year starter. I think he can go somewhere and play we're starting to get some some things with him. Uh, Zach Glenn uh, at linebacker has been a four-year kid. Led our team in tackles. I think we had over 150. He's playing in the I-20 Classic on Friday, on this coming Friday. Had a lot of interest from from some D2 from some D2 schools. Um, Probably has some just some of the quickest, fast twitch muscles I've ever seen. I mean, he had a block, he blocked a punt uh, against Crescent. Uh, he, he had two picks this year, one for a 60-yard touchdown. Had a pick in the Gaffney game in the end zone that kept them from scoring. Just did an amazing job. Uh and then one that, you know, I, I really can't believe he does not have a big offer yet is, is Tory Kelly, number twenty. I mean he is a he is an absolute head hunter. He's right at about he will knock your clock off on the defensive side of the ball as an outside linebacker, strong safety. And even, man, I tell you he's our H back and he's he was a big um, reason why we were so good in the running game. I mean, he led KZ on our stretch zone. He pulled on counters. I mean, he probably had more pancake blocks than anybody on the whole offensive line. So he's got some D two offers from Mars Hill, and some other places, and some some schools have come in with some PWO offers. But I think by the time January rolls around, I think a school like a like a Charlotte or a Wofford, somebody's got to come in off this kid because he's just that good. I mean, he, he's got so many. he's only played two years of football. Um, didn't come out to his junior year, so maybe he's a little behind that way. But his best ball, his best footballs in front of him. He was a defensive player of the year in our region. Um, just an amazing kid. Uh, so you know, and, and then and then wide receiver Austin Harris is six foot two, 175 pounds. He's playing in the
5: in the I twenty
10: class. He got a lot of interest there as well. So. Just excited for all these guys that have that opportunity to to go on. And if that, if that's their dream, man, that's what we want them to do. Like I said, I was a kid that was a walk-on, and the coach pushed me to do it and have that opportunity to walk on and earn a scholarship at South Carolina. You know, I just want to
3: see our guys be able to do things like that. And one more quick question for you before I turn you back over to Rick. I know we got KZ on hold, too. Um, you know, mid-year you had to make a quick adjustment. You know, in the quarterback situation, we had the, uh, you know, your preseason starter guy coming in who had made the Elite 11, you know, and he, he, you know, he suffered an injury that kind of looked real scary there for a minute there. You know, fortunately, he he looked healthy and he looked really good. he actually looked great in the state championship game. But, you know, you had to do an about faith and look at your roster and bring in a young quarterback. He came in and did really well for you. So uh, talk about that real quick uh, before we let you go and uh, get KZ in here. Sure,
10: sure. Yeah. Riley Staten, is just a sophomore, uh six foot two, strong arm, gonna be a really good quarterback for us. Um, knew that he was gonna kinda be behind Trey and you know, obviously everybody wants to play. I always told him, Hey, you're you're you know, you're a play away from being the starter, but uh Trey went down and took a shot in the Saluda game and um the next week we didn't play against Eau Claire and uh Riley had to come in against Newberry and played very well, I think, through the football, had almost hundred and eighty yards passing. Uh, came in in the first playoff game against uh, North Central, did a great job, and then Trey was able to come back, and, and we kind of just, you know, Riley was playing well, Trey obviously was playing well before that, so we let both of those guys play, and, uh, you know, we just came against Abbeville, and just our game plan was kind of really run the football, so Trey gave us kind of that option, um, but then he hurt his hand, and, and then Trey hurts his finger, his thumb in, in the Abbeville game, so Again, Riley had to come back in as well. So, again, having two guys like that and then having a young guy like Riley be able to come in and get a lot of snaps this year, you know, because he's going to be our guy for next year. He's he's more of a pocket guy, has a, has a strong arm, can make all the throws already. He's just a sophomore. I'm just excited that he was able to step up and, and do things for us this year uh, early on and just excited that we have got him back for two more years.
2: Wrapping it up with the head football coach, the two State champions, Head football coach from Gray, the War Eagles were all over the field doing it big. Just a few days ago, and of course, uh, led by Coach Adam Holmes. Coach, uh, again, congratulations on winning that state championship. I know you've been very successful in your life, but to be a coach and to lead these men to victory, man, this has got to be at the top of that list. Because again, I know you were a Gamecock like myself. You've done some great things in your time, but man, this one definitely has to be right there at the top of that list of accomplishments. <coughs>
10: There's no doubt about it. You know, was able to uh, you know play in front of a hundred thousand people against uh, in Tennessee and, and win two Outback Bowls. But I tell our guys all the time, man, there ain't nothing like Friday night lights. I mean, there's nothing better. Right. I get chills in my arms every Friday night. You know, when when that when that whistle blows at seven thirty, and you know, for those guys to be able to do it again with a football team you know, was able to play in a state championship game as, as a high school player and went to as an assistant coach and now to be able to do it as a head coach and, and do it with a program that will start up, you know, from the from the ground up and, and just do it with this group of guys was just so excited because this, this, these are our core guys. Like I said, these guys have been here, KZ, Alec, Zach, all those guys have been for you guys, and, and just a great group of kids. And, and that's what it takes to, to win state titles and have groups like that. So just excited to be able to, to finish off their senior season with a state title and you know just keep building upon the success that we already have here at Gray. Coach, the final
2: salute I would like to give you, by the way, uh, an opportunity is by uh, the biggest supporter in all of this, right? And that is, of course, Miss Holmes, right? That is the one behind all this craziness that keeps the glue together, if you will, Coach. Uh, She has supported you through the ups and downs and all around. And I know that's a championship trophy for her just as well as it is for all the players, the parents, and everybody else on this roster. But tell me a little bit about uh, Miss Holmes, who's kind of been there with you, man, through thick and thin. Yeah, there's no doubt about
10: it. You know, we've been married now, uh, sixteen years and uh, you know, I've been doing this thing ever since we got married and have you know, I got four kids at home. I've got a, a sophomore, an eighth grader, a sixth grader, and then my little girl's four, is in fourth grade. So, you know, she's a single parent, you know, from about August to, to December and uh what she does for our family is amazing and just couldn't do it without her and just was so excited, yeah, really, after that Abbeville game, that was a big hurdle to step over, and she came down and gave me a big hug and told me how proud she was. Kind of really, you know, brought tears to my eyes, and then to be able to do it again this Friday night, the you know, state championship, you know, kind of, she know, it makes it all worth it. all the long hours that I put in and the hours that's been away from her and the family, um, you know, really, you know, is, is, is a joy that we're able to uh, accomplish those things, and again, I couldn't do it without her and what she does it here at our house, so uh, she's an amazing person, and I uh, love her to death. And, again, just uh, she's the rock of our family. I'm so glad that uh, she, support, she supports me and lets me do a job that I
2: love. No doubt, Coach. Uh, on behalf of all of us at Southern Sports Central, Coach, uh, we've had a chance to get to know you. I know Eugene knows you a little more than I do because of some uh, past coaching opportunities. But for me to have you on this dream of mine at Southern Sports Central to highlight not only our players, we're highlighting our coaches. Because why? I believe we have the best players in the country, it's because we have the best coaches in the country, Coach, and thank you for the endless hours and the sacrifices that you give from your family to the football family and I wish the little man, I
10: believe you're your your young fellow's like me, he's a southpaw, right? He's a baseball guy, right? Yeah, yeah he, he's a little lefty. He's, he, this was his first year or two playing football and he's he he's wanting to play quarterback, so he's the only one. My my <laughs> sophomore's a wide receiver, my, my eighth grader's a linebacker, tight end kid and but he said, "Dad, I want to play quarterback." So we've been working with him. So we'll see what happens with him. But uh, excited to have him. But I know. y'all yeah, Let me just and before y'all leave. I just want to make sure I know y'all got KZ coming on next. And and I just want to say, man, if you know, on Saturday at, at, at halftime, if if he doesn't get Mister Football, something's wrong with this state because he is the best player in the state of South Carolina with what he did for our program. Never coming off the field, rushing for over three thousand yards and breaking all time state record and being the nation's leading rusher and do it being the second time all leading rusher. man, there ain't been a better person in kid mm. that's more deserving of Mr. Football than Casey Adams. And uh, I'm just so excited to uh, watch him go on and play at Georgia state and, and get to watch him one more time uh, in a high school setting this coming Saturday. I agree with you. 3,343
2: rushing yards, 9.6 is the average, 42 touchdowns. And ladies and gentlemen, he's a genius on the field, but he's a genius in the classroom with a 4.5 is who we're talking about just after this. Is Casey Adams is going to join us. Coach, as always, thanks for the open opportunity to be a part of your program to allow us to talk to all of your athletes. And for what you do, again, I cannot say it enough. And I know you and I will catch up here shortly. Thanks again, Coach.
10: You got it. I appreciate all y'all doing for high school sports. Y'all take care.
2: You got it, Coach. I'm
10: going to put him in the green room. I'm going to open
2: up this other microphone because this is a guy, I believe, he's hanging out in the Grand Strand. I think he's over at the North-South game. We just told you about this guy. And this segment, by the way, going to be brought to you by some of our listeners over at Doctor's Care. Well, when you need to be taken care of, let the ladies and gentlemen over at Doctor's Care get you to health. Now, that being said, let's go to the lines with the man with the plan. And he could be, should be, and might be called Mr. Football this time next week because on Saturday at halftime, we'll see if his name's called. That is Mr. KZ Adams. What's up, buddy?
8: Hey, how are y'all? What's going on?
2: Not much, man. You up there hanging out at the beach? Are you balling out at the beach here on a uh, Wednesday night?
8: Yeah, it, it was. It's real cool, you know. Practice, we had practice this morning. It was real, real cold. It was raining, you know what I mean. But it was just great football weather to me. Um, you know, everybody's real cool down here. Just having, you know, fun.
2: So let's talk a little bit about that first, and then we're going to get into it. By the way, because we know you're a state champion, but because it's the hot moment and you're there. Uh, I know they moved your practice from the outside to the inside, right? You guys went to an inside facility because of the cold and the rain. But how cool is it to be surrounded by some of the best seniors in the great state of South Carolina? And not just on one side, but on all sides. I mean, it's got to be amazing. And I know coming up you guys are going to be switching off some helmet stickers and things like that. But that's one of the many traditions that you guys will get a chance to
8: do this week. I mean, it feels great. You know what I mean? Just, just seeing you know, other people's background and, you know, what they do, and, you know, let's see how hard they work and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's been real good, you know what I mean? Um, I can't really complain about it, you know what I mean? To me, it's just still regular football, you know what I mean? But now we just, you know, got the best of the best now.
2: Yes, you do have the best of the best, and let's get to the best of the best. My friend, 3,343 rushing yards, 9.6 on the average. You got 42 touchdowns, and you're just schooling them in school – with that 4.5 GPA, and then what did you do? You won yourself a state championship. Check the box, get the ring, and do some things, my friend. How great has this career or this chapter in high school football been for a guy like you, man? You know, it's been phenomenal.
8: I want to thank God. I want to thank my teammates, my coaches, just everybody who, man, supporting me. You know what I mean? Like my office line, they did phenomenal. You know what I mean? I, I can't thank them enough. You know what I mean? I give them all the credit. You know, I give Tori all the credit, too. You know what I mean? Just because... You know what I mean? They wanted to block for You know what I mean? Like I for some reason, you know, people always say three K and K G you did this, but it's like, you know what I mean? Without those guys you would I wouldn't have never got that, you know what I mean? So I, I think it's it's great. You know what I mean? Three K really hit me until, I think Sunday. until I like I actually think about it, like thought about it and you know, I was just thinking like, Man, I really got three K this season, you know, so like to say, but i mean, it feels good, you know, um, being the second time. I mean, I feel like I could be first, and COVID would have never happened last year. But, you know, I'm cool with it, what I am right now. But, you know, it's real cool.
6: Control
2: the controllables. I know that's one thing Coach Holmes teaches you guys, and you do just that. You've got a big-time offensive line blocking for you. You've got a solid quarterback giving it to you. Talk to me about the play where you put your hand down. I believe it's the one that you've got pinned there. And if you didn't know any better, you'd think maybe you went down, but you didn't. You looked a lot like a guy named Barry Sanders many times i got to see a one-on-one when you played oceanside my friend but man being able to stay low to the ground but utilize your weight along with you know the ability to stay on your feet man how was that playing when you put that hand down man what was going through
8: your mind as you knew
2: that touchdown had to be the only opportunity you know the only exit that you needed
8: out of this play right um so that play actually like to be honest, with you, I don't really know what just happened. Like, I, it was like one of those plays. Like when I when I played Gaffney Vision, you know what I mean? It was just one of those plays. I was like, man, what did I just do? You know what I mean? So, I, he tried to go for my legs. You know what I mean? I was thinking like, should I hurdle? I was like, uh. So I I didn't. You know what I mean? So I just tried to go up and put my hand down. You know, eventually I was still up. You know what I mean? Just because my my foot, you know, my feet was so quick to get down to the ground. So. I mean, that was another great play. You know what I mean? It ain't I didn't get no, you know, no good yardage on it and stuff like that. But you know what I mean? Just to have that great balance and you know, I actually sure. like the comparison. You know, to Barry Sanders actually, that's like my favorite running back. Him, DeAndre Swift, and you know Reggie Bush. Those are the guys I really look up to. So just for people, you know, to say that they remind uh, they remind me of Barry and stuff like that, you know, it's great.
2: No, oh, it's no doubt, man. Again, I had the chance this year to see you firsthand, uh, you know, and I've met you before, but that was a chance to see you in the battlefields in an actual season game and the way you run behind your pads, you fall forward every time. If you fall at all, you're always falling forward, right? A lot like Mark Lattimore. But I always had said to myself, watching your film, watching your mannerisms, it was a very Barry sanders type of style running back that you want. You know, you might not be the tallest guy, but that's okay because I can promise you the fastest guy. And that right there kills every time. You know, speed kills. But you got that right you got invited to be Mr. Football, you're heading out in Myrtle Beach, you turned another year older. Man, is December just not your, I mean, this has to be the best
8: month ever for you, right? <laughs> yes, every time December comes, yeah. You know, I just always wanted, <laughs> like, wanted to win a championship, because, you know, my birthday in December, and, yeah. you know what I mean, in, in December, so, yeah. actually, my birthday present was to win a championship, you know what I mean? I don't really care for nothing else. Like My main goal was to win the championship, as long as I had the ring. That's all that mattered to me.
2: Well, you got that and a lot more, my friend. And uh, we'll be listening for your name, hoping to be called on Saturday. We may be there, by the way. Uh, yeah, we, if we are, we'll definitely catch you. But uh, I want to tell you this, my friend. You have left your mark in the great state of South Carolina. I'm excited about your next chapter. I'm excited that you're going to go play. And I want to say this to you, and this is something that, you know what, I, I have a lot of respect for you, my friend, because the door started knocking and the conversations started being had, and you have stands firm to Georgia State, my friend. And because they have been there with you since the beginning, that means a lot to me to see what you do. And I know that staff over there very well. I think you're in amazing hands. I know Coach Helms is going to tell you that as well, as well as, of course, Coach Holmes and all the other coaches over there with you. But, uh, man, I couldn't have asked for a better guy to represent our state outside of the state. And I wish you nothing but success on the field, off the field, and in the classroom.
8: Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. It feels good to <laughs> have people say good things about me. You know, I, mean, I do go through a lot of hate. So <laughs> hearing that, that's kind of, you know, phenomenal. Thanks, man.
2: Hey, man, listen here. I'm going to tell you something, my friend. If, you, if somebody's hating on you, and I'm going to tell you this, you can write this down and send it on a postcard to yourself at Georgia State. When they're hating on you, that means you're doing something right. All right? I know that's a hard thing to hear, and it's tough to read, man, but sometimes you got to turn off that stuff and just turn on what you turned on this year. You led by your feet. You led by your actions. Right. You smiled. You took pictures with your teammates. You took pictures with other teammates. You took that picture with that guy from Abbeville. That's first class right there, my friend. It's not what you do on the field. I expect you to ball out on the field. I'm watching this cat off the field. I'm talking to your community about you. I'm asking your coaches about you. I'm asking some of my buddies that do media about you. And that's where it matters, okay? So that's the thing I'm going to tell you. You're leading by example because you're doing it the way that you were taught and you're representing great this weekend where you are doing it in style. So, again, you know, if there's everything you need from us, don't hesitate to reach out. But I want to give you a chance to give two things. And I'll let you wrap it up with this and get back to your guys over at the North-South game. And best of luck in that action. Take care of your body. Take care of yourself. Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. That doesn't stop, no matter it's hot or cold. But give me your best memory at Gray. Give me something that you'll always remember. And then if you want to show some love to somebody or everybody on that roster, man, go ahead and take some time and do it
8: now. Uh, my best memory I, I, I have a lot You know what I mean I really can't Really choose <laughs> one My best memory Is like Um well, The Manifest
2: State Championship Because we know That's at the top I get it
8: Yeah my best memory uh, Just because It's on the top of my head Was beating Abbeville You know what I mean That was my best memory Just because no, Like that, yeah. that game was so hyped up You know For that week I that week was crazy, you know what I mean? We was all focused, and, you know, everybody was on the same page, and it was just a crazy week, you know what I mean, just because we lost to them. To, I lost to them, to like, the last two years, like, sophomore year and junior mm-hmm. year. So that game, I was like, you know, I, I cannot lose three times in a row. That would kill me, you know what I mean? So I made sure I, we practiced well and, you know, we did everything right and and we won the game, and, you know, it was some crazy things that happened. You know, I want to thank God for that. And that's kind of, like, my my best memory, like my best like that I know that I feel, like, great about.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I would agree with you, man.
8: I think that win against Abbeville
2: solidified where Gray was, solidified what Coach Adam Holmes has taught you guys since the day you started at Gray, to the final day that you'll walk out of that school, and that was believe in yourself, control the controllables, and handle business. All right, let everything outside take care of outside. But in this moment, at this time, this is the most important thing in your life. We'll regroup at the end of it, and let's go to work. And you guys did that. And, and it was everybody and anybody had something to say. But what happened? You handled the business. You made yourself in the state championship. You got you a ring. You got you a birthday present. And uh, here you are getting ready to, to hopefully hear your name on Saturday at halftime as Mr. Football to represent our great state. And, again, friend, congratulations. And thank you for representing our state the right way. You're now going to go down in the history books in many ways, and we'll be pulling for you on Saturdays uh, over there, of course, as you're going to be heading to Atlanta to play for Georgia State and do some big things, buddy. Yeah, man, appreciate y'all, man. Thank you. All right, buddy. We'll see you over at the beach, man. Until then, congratulations, and we'll talk to you soon, buddy.
8: All right, man. Y'all have a nice
2: one. You got it. There you go. The birthday, fella. The birthday man. He's not a boy anymore. He's a man, and he's a man with a ring. He could have him another trophy or two coming out of this weekend. He is up, and he is nominated for the Mr. Football Award. And I'm going to give you this stat one more time, guys, because I'm telling you, this kid is a real deal. And he's an amazing person off the field. So, if you've never taken the time to talk to our ballers, shame on you. Make sure you stop, dropping and pop a conversation with him. But here's some impressive numbers on this senior highlight from Casey Adams. He's got 3,343 rushing yards, 9.6 average carry, 42, 42 touchdowns, and his great point average is 4.5. That's an amazing stat collection right there, and I cannot say enough how amazing this young man is on and off the field. We're excited to be a part of what he's done. Watch what he's done. And now we'll take a break because we are going to, well, step away from the athletes, step away from the coaches, and we're going to head back up. Towards that Gaffney area, we're talking Carolina, Carolina Bowl. That's North Carolina versus South Carolina in an all-star epic event coming up this Sunday, and we're going to have one of their guys talk all about it right out of this break, guys. Don't go anywhere. The part three, final hour of Southern Sports Central next.
1: Welcome to Southern Sports Central, your source for all things sports. With your host, Richie Altman. Richie Altman. And Eugene Benton taking your call at 323-784-9681. Now.
2: Welcome back, everybody. The final hour of Southern Sports Central. Coming up now, I'm Richie Yalvin, alongside Eugene Benton. Glad to have you here tonight with us as it's been an all-star epic event. Started off in hour one where we got to talk to Joe Hughes, works for the Gaffney Gazette, the Shelby Star, He covers the state of North and South Carolina. Tonight, he was back home at Southern Sports Central. Then we took the bus around town and around the state with some state championship things, doing it with Gaffney, winning number 18. Number 18 in the state, been doing that for quite some time as the 5A state champions joined us as a coach, was Coach Jones and Grayson Loftus, their quarterback. Then at hour number two, we went over to Daniel, where the Lions have gotten not one but two state champions chips back-to-back. Now, of course, that was Coach Jeff Fruster and Clay Sweeney and the 3A division state champions, and then just moments ago, you heard from very old, from Great Coal Legion, That is Adam Holmes, the head football coach and their big time running back up for Mr. Football, KZ Adams. And they still eight state champions there. Without further ado, let's head over to someone. We're going to get them to introduce themselves because we've got a representative from the Carolina Bowl. We ask you now to, well, say hello to the crowd there. We welcome you to Southern
11: Sports Central. Man, super excited! I've been listening to you guys. A lot of great athletes on tap that you got online tonight. I'll tell you, it's super impressive. But appreciate you having us on. My name's Jimmy Staitin, the founder and the chairman of the Carolina Bowl, and uh, super excited to be here in Football City, USA, Gaffney, South Carolina, where they've definitely had a great run this year uh, in in the football. But I'll tell you, getting to the Carolina Bowl, it has been great here so far. We've got some unbelievable talent. Uh, we've got started practice already. Uh, they've got all their swag. They're out there getting it going. But I'm telling you, these kids are dynamic. And we certainly thank you for having us on today. we live with Coach Dayton here. Of course, he is
2: with the Carolina Bowl. Now, Coach, was that you that dropped that big-time video with all the swag and the bags and the cool things in the
11: hallway? Yes, sir. That was so much fun. We had spent all day getting that going. I said, guys, let's just show what's happening because – what it does is just show the support of all these different organizations, people, the city of these young people coming in. They love their football, but more importantly, they love great athletes that are super, super academically uh, uh, definitely gifted kids, and, and that's what we have here. Uh, they're hard workers, and, you know, obviously, I don't know if you know a lot about, uh, I'm sure you've seen our roster. Our roster is full of Division One talent, Division Two talent, and these guys are here bonding, doing good. And I was watching tonight. We had them at bowling and doing some t- laser tag tonight. The coaches are over in the corner drawing up plays. So we know it's getting serious here in Gaffney now already. They, they're definitely wanting to win for their state. Hanging out with the fellas
2: from the Carolina Bowl, the inaugural bowl here representing, of course, North Carolina, South Carolina with the very own Coach Jimmy Santon, of course. Coach, we've seen so much happen in our state with, the course of course, the pandemic. But here we are now back running things in full steam. And, well, with uh, an opportunity prevailed itself with yourself and Todd Helms and a bunch of other individuals I've seen put together an incredible group of coaches. One of those is Fort Dorchester's coach, Steve LaPrade, which I've spent some time with on Friday nights. But you also have another great coach in North Carolina. Can you talk to us about the selection of coaches before we talk about some of these great players that you guys are picking from the, both sides of the border?
11: Absolutely. I, I'll tell you, I, first and foremost, we're super blessed to have these coaches with us. I mean, you think about the, the coaching royalty that we have here this week and, and, and how they are, they, you know, their influence to just football in general and, and, and people in the state in general. It's unbelievable. But start out with Coach LePrad. I'll tell you, you know, obviously his storied history at Fort Dorchester. You know, one of the things I really like about Coach LaPrade is he, he really, truly loves kids. And and it shows every step of the way. We were here today, and and there was a lot of kids that didn't even know who he was, but they were over talking with their other ones and said, golly, he is a super good coach. He understands us. I'll tell you, that is so incredible. And then you talk about Brian Mm -hmm. Hales on the other end, very fiery coach. But I'll tell you what, he has had a super connection in with these kids. He's been laser focused the whole time he's been here. And you know what? Who knows what you're going to see with him on Sunday because I, he's been writing plays all the time. There's probably going to be some trick play, and you guys are going to be like, wow, that worked or wow, that didn't work. So I'm excited to see both of them playing this week.
2: It's going to be a big one. Now, Coach, let's talk about this roster. Man, you guys went out there and were able to get a lot of kids to come over and head into Gaffney over there where you guys are going to be playing at this weekend, I believe, on Sunday. And I want you to give us the time and the date, any restrictions or things that our fans need to be getting prepared for as they make that road trip in the next couple of days. But first, let's talk about the athletes. I mean, you have talked about you guys bowling tonight. But, but talk the process of finding the right guy to fit what you guys are doing that deserves this opportunity to be seen uh, one more time as they, before they graduate ice great
11: That's a great question. I, you know, I think it's pretty important to ask that question because it's going to be a testament to who – who North Carolina and South Carolina is as a group, uh, coaches. I can't say enough about coaches. You know, they love their kids. You know, we talk about coaches associations. We talk about high school leagues. We talk about all these things. And when you peel it all back and all, all the, I guess you can say, politics, I promise you I can say that these coaches love their kids and they want the best for their kids. That is the very reason we have the talent that we here, have here today. Uh, I mean, obviously our process and our coach's selection goes much further than that because our coaches have to put the work and time in and watching all the film, and they have to have the relationships with other coaches as well. Well, in this particular case, we had over 1,300 nominations combined between North Carolina and South Carolina, and let me just say this. The excitement is real. The pandemic has really, really put a hold on football, but I can say now, Based on our process, I think football is coming back. And congratulations to both states and high schools and districts for doing their job to bringing football back for 2021. Hanging out with Coach Jimmy Fetten. He, of course,
2: representing the Carolina Bowl Big Time game coming up this Sunday. It will be a Sunday matchup for the ages as North Carolina, South Carolina. Coach, have, uh, have they met one another? Has the border came one-on-one, I guess, face-to-face between some of those North Carolina ballers and some of the South Carolina guys yet?
11: That's some juicy stuff. I don't know if I can tell you everything, but I can say tonight <laughs> it was certainly a big-time competition in the bowling alley. And it started with bowling and finished with laser tag. So there's some serious competition going on right now. <laughs>
2: now, are you are you guys keeping score there? I mean, you know, I know – and, and I first of all, let me say this between – all of us here at Southern Sports Central, to you guys over there at the Carolina Bowl, thank you guys for the endless hours because this is going to be the easy part now, right? Once you got them there, that's the yeah. easy part, alright They're going to play football. They're going to sure. have fun. It's the preparation, just like the season, the preparation of getting to the sure. Friday night. That first Friday night is, 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 the, is the goal. But for you guys to make this a college environment, right, just as if the Gamecocks or the Tigers are going out on their bowl games, you want to make this an experience as much as it is a game.
11: Sure, and, and, you know, it's, it's important to know that, you know. Uh, you know, we talk about the smaller details of, of doing something like this, and people ask us all the time, how have we been able to grow and, and kind of gain the footprint in both states? Well, it's been simple. We see everything as an experience. It's not just the experience for the, for the players, although that's a pretty important setup. I've had a coaching staff tell me uh, about three years ago and said, this is the best place to come for my coaches to be trained to become that next head coach uh, and team-building exercises that you can get to for, for what we do. And, and, and so not only does the players have the experience, but our coaches get the experience. And not to mention, and thank you so much to our volunteers and the people that come in and help us. They love these kids. They want to come back year after year. And when you take all them environments and mesh them into one, it creates a great atmosphere. And that's exactly the reason why we've been growing this game, because it's the people people's game and that's exactly how we wanted it when we first started it
2: now coach one thing that we love having you guys in here because i want you to break it down because there are going to be uh some underclassmen watching this process watching how you guys selected some of the kids and and just kind of seeing that that how this thing began to the end on sunday now if you're an underclassman listening to the show tonight we've got a bunch of them listening in because i know we had you guys joining us What do these guys need to be doing? And for the parents that are listening, how does this process of picking and selecting these kids on this team, how does that go about? Who picks them and and what is their process? Is there a combine they need to be joining or or how do they get seen?
11: Well, obviously we'll we'll be doing some combines and, you know, our focus in combines is nothing more than we want to get down and, and we want to see some other kids, you know? I mean, it's pretty important to kind of be connected at that level, but really for us, we go through a nomination process. And our nomination process is simple. We have a website, at www.CarolinaBowl.com. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's the parents or if it's the coaches. Anybody can nominate their player. But ultimately what you need to know is you have to have a relationship with your high school coach because he is the one, is the key, the key to getting you into this game. And I'm just being completely upfront with you because it's important to have great relationships. Right. So we do want you to come and register and put your name in and that kind of deal. But at the end of the day, what's going to happen is once your coach says, hey, this kid is the right kid and we want him in there, you go on a watch list and we'll start our watch list in March. And uh, and that watch list will continue on until August. And then we'll go from that. And then we'll turn that watch list into our coaches that we have been selected. And they're going to be selected. Uh, they're already selected for next year. We'll be announcing them during the game. So, um, And then they'll be looking at you at, uh, all year, so I, I'll say any player listening, underclassmen, make sure you get your grades right, okay? Make sure that you don't have a disciplinary problem, because at the end of the day, our job is to help kids, but our job is also to give, a, give something there for them to work towards. So make sure that you go and, and, and treat everybody with a lot of respect. And thirdly, make sure you do the best you can in the off season. Get in the weight room. Get your other teammates in the weight room because being a leader is so important in this particular game. So that's kind of a little bit about what we do. And uh, like I said, check us out at www.CarolinaBowl.com for more information coming soon on our selection process. Parents can get through that and see if they can get an opportunity to get on our, our Lead 88 for next year.
2: Hanging up here with the coach from the Carolina Bowl. He is one of the big-time guys behind the scenes doing big things. That's Coach Jimmy Thenton here with us tonight on Southern Sports Central. want to make sure we thank you and Todd Helms and everybody for allowing us to be a part of the conversation with you all tonight to educate, to entertain, but yet to let those know what exactly is going to happen in this inaugural bowl coming up on Sunday. So, Coach, go ahead and tell us the the time, the date, the place, and uh, is there any type of restrictions and bags or things that they need to be going through to prepare to enter this ball game come Sunday.
11: Uh, In Gaffney, South Carolina, there's a clear bag policy. Please, when you come, make sure you have your uh, – got a clear bag. It's okay to come in. Secondly, we have a super, super youth game going to be played before the senior event. It's going to be the Gaffney or the Cherokee County Rec Department, led by Marcus Bradley and and his team, Johnny Humphreys, and their team over there. They've got an all-star game that's going to be put together with fifth and sixth grade. They're going to be starting at 2 o'clock. Uh, then our senior game will follow at 4 o'clock. Uh, we've got some great halftime stuff uh, for you. you. Please, please come and visit us. See, see our teams. You're going to really enjoy it. And it's going to be broadcast live. Um, it's going to be on a live stream and uh, also radio, 104.3. So, uh, yes, please, uh, if you can get your tickets or, or tune in Sunday, it's gonna, we're going to get this party started, and, and hopefully we'll give you the show that you've been looking for this year
2: should be a lot of fun, Coach. Uh, tickets going to be bought at the gate. That's okay. There's no pre-purchasing or anything like that. What we saw in the high school league, everything can be purchased on, on site?
11: Well, uh, you can. You can go to our website at carolinabowl.com. Even if you get there, we're going to be uh, purchased online. Uh, we're going to do some touchless tickets just like it was at the South Carolina High School League State Championship. So, like I said, get your tickets now. We're limited to the number of tickets, and we've already had a ton of sales. So, please, go get your tickets and uh, and we just can't wait to see you there.
2: You got it, Coach. I want to, again, thank you so much for all that you're doing for our athletes, not just in our state but in the state above us in North Carolina because we support all the ballers here in the great state of South Carolina but also around the country. And because of guys like you, guys and girls, because I know there's some ladies out there doing some things for you too, uh, we would not be able to do what we do without guys and girls like you all. So, again, Coach, thanks for the minutes you gave us. We're going to try to get you back in here. Uh, to recap, it's next week, and if we pop up and do some stuff, uh, we'll coach you guys back in here with us as well. Not a problem.
11: Thank you so much for having us, and, and we enjoyed being here with you.
2: You got it, Coach. Thanks again. God bless. Take
11: care of our boys
2: over there, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That, of course, is Coach Jimmy Seton over there with, of course, the, well, inaugural bowl of the Carolina Bowl. Eugene, let's bring you back in, my friend. Uh, Man, there is so much excitement in our state, right? I mean, we heard about the Carolina Bowl, and uh, Todd Helms, a good friend of the show here, good friend of yours, and became a good friend of mine the last two or three years. But to see what they're doing, to see the the opportunity, right, that they are are giving our kids is just something that is amazing. And and I'm just excited to watch what now, of course, the No Shrine Bowl, right, and it may or may not come back, not sure, but that's okay, because next man up. This is how this works. This is life. And couldn't ask for a better group of guys to put it up, and that is Todd Helms and his group. And, of course, Mr. Jimmy Stanton there, who did an incredible job showing off that swag one-on-one. I saw that earlier today, and I was thinking, wow, I want a bag. Let me get a bag. And uh, that's what these kids want, Eugene. You and I both know. I mean, yes, they want to play football, but, boy, they really like the bag too.
0: Yeah, I actually
3: do have some swag. Uh, A couple years ago, Coleman was the eighth grade. um, He played an eighth grade Carolina Bull. And uh, that was uh, actually got turned on to the Carolina Bowl or introduced to it from Todd um, about three years ago. Coleman played in that game. It was actually coached by Steve LeBrand, who's coaching the Senior Bowl for South Carolina. And he was Coleman's coach in that game, along with Brent and um, Joey Steele and some others. Uh, that game was played at Duke, uh, inside Duke Stadium. What a cra- an incredible experience that was. They practiced all week uh, at the Duke Indoor Facility, where, you know, and played against North Carolina. You know, the game didn't turn out in South Carolina's favor, but, you know, Coach LeBrag coached him up at the hard-fought bottle, battle. It was uh, raining. It was cold. It was in January. But, you know, it was an experience that, that these kids take forward for the rest of their life. I know Coleman still talks to a lot of the guys uh, from that team who, you know, are spread out throughout South Carolina. One of them, um, he was telling me the other day, is a big-time offensive or defensive lineman uh, from Greenville High School. Uh, and play for Coach Porter and uh, said that they still, you know, remain in touch and things like that. You know, it could be a situation where they play again at the next level. You never know. And it's these, you know, these life-changing and lifetime experiences that these kids develop and, and get to the experience They're just, you know, you, you can't put a value on that. It's just something they take forward with the rest of their life. And, you know, hanging in the closet, I still have my Carolina Bowl jacket. Uh, it's real cool. And, uh, you know, it, it's really great because – you know, when you come down to these all-star games and like you mentioned, you know, with politics and things like that or, or you know, you got limited rosters. You know, you look at the state of South Carolina and, and you think, you know, we got to pick 44 guys. Well, that's pretty hard. You know, everybody's got to, you know, celebrate so that their their guy got picked and there are a lot of coaches and, and parents and players who think they should have been picked. You know, and when you limit it to one or two bowl games, maybe maybe some kids get left out that kind of need that, kind of showcase experience to get seen, maybe have the opportunity to play at the next level. Um, you know, we got the North South game going on. Like we talked to some players and coaches tonight have been involved in that. And I uh, had a chance to experience that. That's great. Um, and, and this gives another opportunity for some other guys who, who didn't get picked for one game or the other uh, to get that chance to showcase their skills and hopefully get seen by, by someone to get an opportunity to play at the next level for those who don't have those offers yet. And that, just a great experience it's a great opportunity uh, for all these guys to get together you know you heard um, KZ talk about the relationships he's met the north-south game already some guys throughout the state that you know he he didn't have a chance to play with now he's getting a chance to play with and getting to see them grind and do their thing and uh, it's just really great I think for the state of South Carolina the state of North Carolina also with the Carolina Bowl, you know, we know a lot of these guys that have been accepted and who are planning in, in, in both of the bowl games going on this weekend, and uh, as well as the uh, the junior bowl and the senior bowl, you know, put on by the blitz. It's just such a great opportunity for these guys, especially the seniors, that not, let's face it, some very talented kids didn't get to play in that last game. They didn't get to play in the state championship. So it's one more chance for them to go out, enjoy this game, to kind of experience it, you know, their, their last game as a high school uh, senior, and uh, it's just real fun to be a part of and to watch. Yeah, 100%. Now, let's do this, Eugene. Let's take a break.
2: Let's separate a little bit here because we have been going for the last two and a half hours, and we are very blessed with the guest list. But I want to open up the phone line. I think for the last 30 minutes, uh, we didn't have any guests for a reason. Uh, we wanted to not have every coach here because we wanted to give them their opportunity to speak a little longer if need be, and their players. So next week we'll get, of course, um, one other team will be Southside Christian. They'll join us next week. Also, we're going to get the boys from South Point. They're going to join us next week as well. So tonight we had Gaffney. We had Daniel. We had Gray, right, three big-time high schools. By the way, you're used to hearing Gaffney, you're used to hearing Daniel, and you need to get used to hearing Gray because Gray's not going anywhere, it seems like, for some time. But we also had Joe Hughes join us. He, of course, writes for the Gaffney Gazette and the Shelby Star covering North and South Carolina. How fitting was it to bring in the Carolina Bulls with Coach Jimmy Satton, who did an incredible job with his big-time, prime-time swag alert, if you will. I guess the kids call it drip now. But nevertheless, it was all over social media. Had a lot of eyes and a lot of faces in a lot of places. And it controlled some emotions, if you will. But again, we'll talk about that. But we're also going to do what Eugene just talked about. We're going to talk about... There are now four four Senior Bowls that are going to happen starting on Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, and then the Blitz will have their Senior Bowl later as the new year. But coming up, the Junior Bowl. Yeah, the boys of Blitz in the, the low country over at Somerville. We'll talk about some of those games and take your calls throughout tonight. So if you want to call in, you want to hang out, you can do it with 323-784-9681. Call in, hang out, talk to us about what's on your mind. Again, it's 1-323-784-9681. This segment brought to you by our friends over at Doctors Care. got a text earlier, Eugene. They're listening to us over there at Doctors Care. So with that being said, let's take a little break. Throw a little HBCU noise up here from my good friends down there in Daytona at Bethune-Cookman. Guys, don't go anywhere the final 30 right after this. I'm Welcome back, everybody, to Final 30, hitting us now on Southern Sports Central. Eugene, it's been a heck of a show, man. We've been very, very blessed uh, to get so many great coaches and players to be a part of this show again tonight. And to me, man, it feels like we're back. It feels like we finally have gotten back that stride. Last week, it was fun because we had a lot of great guests on and they did some great things. But, man, when we get the coaches and the players and all in the same conversation and we get to hear these kids come in here, And talk about their dreams and talk about their things. Like, you you know, we had two guys that are going to graduate this year. One could be a Mr. Football heading over to Georgia State. We got one who's the son, of course, of Davo Sweeney. But that's okay because he's also got two state championship high school rings that he said his brothers don't have, but he does. And that's Clay Sweeney. He's heading to Clemson when he graduates after he's done playing basketball, by the way. May get one in that area, too. But, of course, we also had an up-and-coming big-time Quarterback out of Gaffney, the class of twenty three, six foot three, two hundred five. Grayson Loftus joined us, and all three of those guys I thought really brought something different to the conversation. Along with their coaches, like Coach Jones, who's been around the program, he said for thirty years at Gaffney. Coach Jeff Bruster, who's got now two back-to-back state championship rings in football. He's got one in track and field. Uh, you know, he also I believe he I think he went to Daniel as well, if I'm not mistaken. Of course. Coach Holmes, I mean, you know, Adam Holmes has been around for a long time. He's played football for the Gamecocks. He talked about his story of walking on. He's got his own story there, but he also led these kids to a state championship. And you heard it from KZ. And I'm going to bring this up real quick, Eugene, because I had a chance to be around, uh, you know, the Oceanside family this year, had a lot of fun with it. But, man, the hate that's at some of these guys. And it is just it baffles me. It, it's something that unless you educate yourself, please don't speak about it. Okay. I can speak on a lot of this stuff and I will speak on it as we get further into the off season. But when you guys go after these kids, I got to tell you, I got a problem. When you guys are going after these individuals, these 17 and 18 and 16 and 15 year old kids on social media, fellas, we got to be better. We got to do better. We got to, we got to get better right now because I got to tell you, number one, no matter what, you don't attack a child ever. If you're an adult and number two, Please educate yourself on the situation before you put down on social media. I saw somebody went at KZ and said, man, he's not good enough for Division One football. Brother, do you not know how to look up what Georgia State is? I understand that that's, that's the fun belt, the sun belt, and they go to college football bowl games, okay? Educate yourself because if not, man, it's an embarrassing conversation to have with you. But that's something that, again, I love to hear these kids on this radio show, when I created this thing so many years ago, and I brought in the Darnisha, who, again, has made this show better. Clemson Tom made this show better. Other people made this show better. And very blessed to have you, my brother Eugene, on this show with me. As uh, you come in with a completely different mindset, right? You're, you have your, your, your Monday through Friday job, which that makes you, uh, you know, your own entity there because you're all about the, the, the X's and O's and not as much about the Jimmy's and Joe's sometimes. And sometimes you are. But you're also a special teams guy, and, and that's a whole new conversation. Guys, if you ain't never watched college football, damn, watch it with a guy with special teams. You know, usually when we get up to go to the bathroom, that's when those guys are watching that guy kick a 45-yard field goal and telling me how the wind's going to shift that thing and hook it to the left like a curveball. Indeed, I got to be honest with you, man. You make it a lot of fun, and I just uh, I want you to know, I'm glad you're back with me this year. And I'm really expecting 22 to be a big year for you and I because I think we're going to do some live. I'm talking you can see us and hear us at the same time. Dangerous, but true.
3: Yeah, man, it's just, you know, we just put something out, man. Just want to say thank you to all the coaches and players who joined us tonight, to uh, Mr. Stanton over there at the Carolina Bowl, doing great things, man. It's just great to have the family to continue to grow, man, to grow what we're doing here, to grow, you know, the mission. And that is, you know, really, you know, we started out 2021 last year with a, you know, twenty twenty one's for the athlete. You know, I think twenty twenty two just might be for the family. You know, because the family keeps growing. It's not just for the athlete. You know, that they're part of the family. It's, you know, it's the coaches, it's the parents, it's the you know, you mentioned the first ladies tonight. You know, it's the you know, the 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 communities who just wrap their arms around the athletes because that's what we try to do here. You know, we try to get them in, we try to get them some exposure, we try to give them you know some some recognition sometimes. Um, you know, when you play sometimes, some of, the, some of these guys play in small towns. And so it's just right. an opportunity to, to, to get their name out there to showcase what they do and just, you know, tell them, hey, man, you know, hey, guys and, and ladies, because we have plenty of lady athletes on, just say, you know what, we love you we, we're proud of you too. And uh, we want to give you a chance to yeah. come on and, and join us here and talk about what you do and all the hard work you put into it and what you got out of it and uh, the experiences of a lifetime and things like that. You know, you heard it best from Clay uh Sweeney, you know, and he talked about, you know, well, my dad, and my brothers have these national championship rings, but I have something that they don't.
5: You know, he has,
3: he still has four, four or five years to get a national championship ring. But you know, he said that, you know, his brother, his brothers, and his dad, you know, always kind of keep them grounded and remind of you know, that high school experiences is something that you only have four years to do, and you can't, you know, and you won't get it back. You know, you can go to college. Let's say it doesn't work out. Maybe you get injured that first year. You get that red shirt year. You don't have that in high school. You know, you get you get injured and miss a year. You just miss a year, you know. And so it's just something that kind of goes by so fast. And, and, and you blink, you know, you're a freshman walking into the weight room for the first time, and, and you blink and you're, you know, making that walk with your parents or, or, or guardians or whatnot on senior night, and it's kind of like, wow, where did this go? Well, you know, well, we want to be a big part of that, and, and it's kind of, You know, just take in that moment with you and and give you a chance to express it and and what it means to you. You know, you heard some of the players talk about, you know, their greatest experience and their biggest memory there. And you hear that sometimes from coaches. And uh, it's just real great to be a part of uh, and and something for the future, you know, some things that they can remember, some things they can build on. And uh, it's just really great to hear. One of the things I think I cherish the most is when you hear some of these seniors say, you know, I do my best to try to be a leader because, I know this is it for me and I'm trying to let these younger guys know just how special it is and how quick it goes by because you know being a high school coach you see that you see these seniors graduate and you just kind of hope and pray that they get that message across because you can say things to your blue in the face to some of the younger guys but I think they get it most when they hear it from the guys who are you know 17 18 years old you know, hanging up those high school cleats and those pads and turning the helmet for the last time, knowing that wow, man, you know, we get one chance state championship. We get one opportunity sometimes to go out on top. It's just a really, really special experience to be a part of.
2: Yeah, and it is. And for us to be a part of to be able to broadcast this, Eugene, and be able to have this conversation, you know, is even better. Now listen, you don't even have to leave geographically your area if you want to see some football this weekend, high school senior football. Now the blitz game is going to be a little later in December, January one, I believe is when they're playing up there uh, in the upstate, but Friday, Saturday and Sunday, there are senior bowls happening around the great state of South Carolina uh, Friday night. It starts December 10th. That's right. 730. If you're in Camden, you can see the Palmetto I-20 classic. All right There's a big names on that roster too, by the way, um, as uh, it will be a lot of fun getting to see some of those guys battle it out. Now, that's on, of course, Friday. Now, Saturday, if you're on the Grand Strand or living on the coastline or you, you want to take the trip from the from the upstate to the lower state, come on down to Myrtle Beach, the Doug Shaw Memorial Stadium. These guys are going to kick it off and do some big things uh, at 1230. Now, that game's at 1230. That's uh, December the 11th, right? So that's the, the, the big game that we'll get to hear about, Mr. Football. A lot of big names are in that conversation. We'll see who gets it. There's five finalists. Only one takes that trophy home at halftime, all right? Then on Sunday, on Sunday, that's at Gaffney High School, you're going to, to see the Carolina Bowl, right? Three days, three bowl games, a ton of seniors getting a chance to be seen one more time. And it's not really – and I've got to be honest with you, and I hope these kids are listening. Guys, embrace the moment. Embrace the week, the day, the hour, the second. Okay, because each one of these bowl games are going to have their own tradition. And I'm curious to see what's going to be their tradition at I-20 Bowl, I'm going to be excited to see what the tradition is going to be coming up with the Carolina Bowl. But I know the tradition, well aware of the tradition of the north-south one. That's when they exchange helmet stickers, and they get to keep that. And the the school gives them their helmet. They get to carry it with them. It's something that will be on their mantle or in their man cave or wherever. Those are the moments. Those are the memories. Those are the times that I'm really, again, I can't say enough, but I hope you guys are embracing. Now, I know tomorrow, I've seen the actual itinerary for tomorrow in the north-south game, and they were pushed inside today in an inside facility, which that's fine. They got a chance to work inside. I'm sure it wasn't, uh, you know, disappointing at all to some, and to some maybe. be. But tomorrow night at 10 o'clock, they'll get their captains uh, selected for the north and the south teams. Uh, big days, though. And, again, I said this earlier with Coach Dayton, who's with the Carolina Bowl, Eugene, is I really appreciate these guys making this a bowl experience. You know, we've had in Scott Early. He, of course, is the big man with the plan for the touchdown uh, energy bowl. He's the director over there. This is their 73rd year. He's been around the program over there for 21 of that. Um, They say this, and I believe this. They make this an environment like a bowl game. All right, that's a big thing. That's a big thing, and I just hope these kids just embrace it. You know, and it is neat that Ken Brown and the Blitz are back at it again for the Junior Bowl. That's going to be held over at Somerville here, in a, I think, next week. Uh, should be a lot of fun. We'll be there. It's right down the street. Makes sense for us to be there. We may be. i got to talk to Eugene and figure out the, the logistics. We may be at the Saturday one. I'm not sure if we make the Sunday one. But, uh, you know, you never know. Uh, I definitely want to catch one of these games and see some of these things. And who knows? But I know one thing. There's going to be a ton of talent played in the next three days It well represents the state of South Carolina, Eugene.
3: Yeah, it really is. And it's such a great opportunity again for now. The juniors and the junior bowl will be um, next weekend, played over at Summerville High School at uh, Coach McKissick Stadium there. Um, And then, like you mentioned, the senior bowl through the Blitz, that will be January 1st up at um, uh, Westside High School. Yes, Uh, up in um, Anderson, South Carolina. I had to think of where it was. But uh, Anderson South Carolina on June 1st, that will be a senior bowl. Uh, Those rosters have already been selected. Uh, A lot of great guys will be featured in that game. Uh, Like you mentioned, the Carolina Bowl. Uh, Then, of course, the North-South game. Um, You know, when Coach Holmes was on, he mentioned the Battle of the 20. Um, There is another game that's being played. I think they call it the Border War that's over in the the west side of the state, in Augusta, uh, between some of those Mm -hmm. players and uh, some players from Georgia. So there'll be there there's still some high school football left to be played in the state of South Carolina, and then of course you know we get to watch a lot of these guys transition to the next level. So that'll be fun to to watch. Uh, we got signing day coming up. Uh, I think that's December 15th or 16th. That's the early signing period. And of course, there's another one in, in uh, February. So it'll be interesting to watch where some of these guys ink their name to play at the next level. Those that are playing football. Um, so you know we'll we'll be staying. Uh, up on that, we'll be uh, tracking those guys and certainly excited to watch them, you know, take that next step towards their future.
2: Yeah, no doubt about
3: that, guys. Final 15, let's talk college football, Eugene. Let's change the gear a little bit.
2: We got to. You know we got to. We got to talk about it. Congratulations uh, to Coastal. They made a bowl game. How about that? They're going bowling. Clemson going to a big-time bowl game. The Gamecocks taking it to the bowl game. And how about South Carolina State? Buddy Pew? It's playing against primetime in Atlanta. Now, I'm excited about all three of those other bowl games, no doubt. And I'm really excited about watching South Carolina State playing that celebrity bowl in Atlanta, Eugene. You can just imagine the excitement of watching primetime. Deion Sanders bringing the Gamecocks of Jacksonville State to take on the Bulldogs of South Carolina State. Man, that's, the band in the stands is going to be the conversation, but the game on that field is going to be electric, man. Could you imagine? Coaching against Prime Time and I'm sure Prime Time's going, Man, buddy Few's a legend. He's the Hall of Famer. This is gonna be a lot of headlines, that's for sure.
3: Yeah, and you know, South Carolina State has this uh reputation of, you know, always producing like there's always that kind of uh gem. You know, if you look at NFL rosters you'll see some guys, you know, they've always just been able to put one uh in NFL and who's going on to do great things and so you know, Jackson Jacksonville State or Jackson State I should say uh over in uh in Mississippi, you know, Coach Prime's been doing some great things and uh I was watching a podcast or something. He has a video he put out the other day with some of the, you know, bowl preparations and you know, the swack trophy. He had some pictures taken with the swack trophy and you know, but I uh, coming into this game I think he's gotta have uh you know, he's gonna be on he's gotta bring his A game because Buddy Pugh, like you mentioned, is a legend. He's a well known guy. He coached at South Carolina under Lou Holtz for many years. Went down to South Carolina State. You know, the they seem to be rolling this year. They got some great guys. I know you know one of the big time receivers uh from your time at Somerville. Exactly. And uh it should be a mm-hmm. it should be a good game because uh Coach Prime might have to uh, figure out how he's gonna cover that dude.
2: Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. When you when you look at this, um, he's going to make a name for himself. He's going to do the things he needs to do, and he'll handle business in, in style. Now, there is, by the way, I don't know if you know this or not, and, and I want to talk about a few things, and we don't have a whole lot of time left, but if I'm not mistaken, um, there is a bowl game happening in Myrtle Beach this year, right? And bowling in this one will be Tulsa. Now, they're battling – in Myrtle Beach, uh, Monday, December the 20th. And the reason I'm bringing this up, and they're playing ODU, by the way, over there in, uh, in Myrtle Beach, is because uh, a young man that's been a big-time part of this show, Kenny Solomon, uh, graduated from uh, my high school over at Sokka went to Tennessee to volunteer. They got a new coach. He figured that, you know what, that team might not match what he does. He decided to go to Tulsa, and it worked out for him because the cat gets to come home now and uh, play uh, a bowl game in his own backyard with some pretty big uh, support around him. So I want to mention that. And I think that's cool that they got a bowl game at the Myrtle Beach. I've always said that it would be cool to have a bowl game, kind of like, like I guess Charlotte does now. They got the ACC and the SEC. But it would be kind of a neat bowl to have in Charleston or Myrtle Beach, and, of course, you're seeing that there. But when you start to see all these bowl games, and some people say, well, you know, there's too many bowl games. But do you remember? <laughs> do you remember the feeling you get when that last game of college football is played, Eugene, it, it's almost like you just got dumped by your girlfriend. And it's a long, yeah. depressing next few months, right? So I'm okay with a 1,000 bowl games. I'm that guy that stays up at 3.30 and watches the West Coast football in college because I know when it's over, it's over. There ain't no coming back to this class. We got to wait for the next one to come through
3: yeah it is, and it's uh, you know, like you mentioned, it's almost like that girlfriend that just broke up with you when the national championships played. It's all exciting there's you know the week build up into it, and then it's kind of like, well, there's February, there's no baseball, you know there there's you know you kind of look forward to March madness if you're into college basketball um you know, and there's just kind of this if you're a football guy, you kind of just like well, not a whole lot going on until uh Saturday Day just happens to come up in February, and you kind of get for that like. Mentioned to me earlier when we had a little heated debate about signing day, you know, you're like, that's like Christmas. And I said, OK, I get that. But then you're like just sitting around again until April, you know, March and April to spring practice. And you're trying to figure out, you know, how these young ballers are doing and how, you know, guys are stepping up on rosters and what's going on in spring practice and that kind of thing. But, you know, it's almost like a they call it a, in a sense, almost like a dead period. Because there's no live mm-hmm. football action going on. Last year was kind of weird. We did have some football in the spring uh, for some of Division One SDS, you know. But now we're back to quote unquote normal with football, and there's no football in the spring except for practice. And so, uh, you know, it's just it, it is kind of weird. You know, there's all this build up to bowl season. I enjoy it, man. I was already looking. My birthday's December 21st, that today I was looking to see what bowl games are on my birthday. You know, because every year is a couple of bowl games (laughs) on my birthday, and you know, it's it's really exciting to watch. And you get to see teams. The thing I like about bowl games is this: a lot of times you get to see teams who normally would never play each other. You know, you got Iowa and Kentucky. You know, you got uh, South Carolina, North Carolina. Sure, that they've played, but that's a pretty good rivalry. They have played in the past, but overall, you get to see teams who just never really get to play. You know, we got a great one coming up with Michigan and Georgia we got Alabama and uh, Cinderella, if you call it, Cincinnati, playing in a bowl game. You know, that's something that you just don't see every day. You know, these matchups that come in and the bowl games are just, to me, they're they're intriguing and they're interesting because it's not normal teams that play each other, and it's kind of fun to watch, you know, the conference battles, and then people get into the argument with which conference is the best and who has the best uh, conference record in the bowl games. and. I know the SEC has big shoes to fill this year with 13 of the 14 teams going. So there'll be a lot of talk about, you know, which conferences and which teams do better. And, you know, there's always the, you know, the bowl game that shocks everybody, you know, the old Boise State of the past knocking off Oklahoma. And I think this year with all the coaching changes, uh, it's going to be an interesting matchups come this bowl season.
0: Yeah,
2: I agree. Now, Clinton, of course, plays Iowa State. That's in the It Bowl on the 29th. That's a Wednesday, 545 kickoff there. And then, of course, on the 30th, the Gamecocks renewed that conversation between North and South Carolina. How fitting is that after we just have been talking about a lot of that North and South Carolina conversation earlier? Two six and six teams are one team going in the one direction, one going in the other, and I ask that question because, like it or not, the Gamecocks, they've done in one year what they took two years to do. On the other end, look, Max Brown. I feel like he should be a lot better than 6-6. Six six. He's been there longer. He's got that name. He's got everything he needs. He's got an incredible wide receiver in J.J. Jones, and he's got a good quarterback. He's got the tangibles, but something is causing this thing to stall out. Now, that game will be played Thursday, and that's the 30th. That is what we uh on New Year's Eve, Eve, if you would, at on, uh, 1130 a.m. on ESPN. Now, again, a lot of big games. Top four, it's set. It's ready to rock and roll. We'll see what happens with it. January Bowl games have all been set on January 1, Penn State, Arkansas. How about the Razorbacks? They are finding ways to do it. Can they beat Penn State? That's going to be the Outback Bowl, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's got a brand-new coach, defensive coordinator, promoted now
3: to the head coach.
2: Great move, Irish. I like it. We'll see if you guys can beat Oklahoma State in that one. That, of course, is going to be a New Year's Day Bowl, 1 o'clock ESPN, Iowa and Kentucky. Eugene, you mentioned it. It is the Citrus Bowl. Utah couldn't spell citrus without UT. You can now. It's spelled Kentucky and Iowa. That one will be a good one as we've got a young man that's heading there, part of our uh, Southern Sports Central family, to kick next year. How about Utah and Ohio State? They thought they'd be in the Final Four. They're not. They're actually going to be playing in the Rose Bowl, not a bad cancellation against the youth of Utah. That would be, of course, a 5 o'clock kickoff. And then baylor In Ole Miss. How about the SEC doing what they do to get recognized on the big day? Now, of course, you guys know uh, of the Final Four that's in, it's Alabama. Of course, you got Georgia. You got another team, of course, with uh, Michigan. Don't out-count Michigan, guys. I'm telling you, it seems like they got some hot hands, but do they have enough to take out an SEC school? And then, of course, you've got a team that nobody's really talking about, Cincinnati. Can they be the Cinderella Killers? and handle business against Georgia. Of course, your LSU Tigers are bowling in January the 4th, 6-6, going against Kansas State. They've got a new coach, too, by the way. So we'll get into the coaching changes next week. we also got a few other debates, Eugene, we'll get into. But it's been a great show, a ton of great guests. And, man, you can feel the momentum. And when we come back on the air, we'll have a Mr. Football, and we'll recap all these senior bowls that took place over the weekend.
3: Yeah, it's been a great show, man. It's been a great opportunity to get here and showcase these athletes and coaches, and of course, uh, Mr. Stanton with the uh, Carolina Bowl. And looking forward to catching up with some of these guys after the, uh, or you know, during and after the uh, North South game as well. Like you mentioned, uh, Drew. Just want to send an early happy birthday to Drew. I know he's headed up to Iowa in January. He's playing in North South game. Happy birthday, Drew! I think you and your dad are listening. Just want to give that shout out real quick.
2: Yeah, God, Drew. We actually have an Iowa flag in the front yard of the studio, so good stuff there. As, uh, boy, we support our athletes. We don't like you to leave, boys, but we understand we'll still support you from afar. Well, that'll do it tonight. I want to, again, thank all of our guests tonight. Joe Hughes from the Gaston Gazette. The Shelby Star joined us at 7 o'clock, 7.15ish. Then, of course, we headed to the campus of Gaffney. I want to thank Coach Jones, Grayson Loftus, Daniels, very own Coach Fruster, and Clay Sweeney, great collegiate with Coach Holmes and KZ Adams, and then wraps it up with our final guest over at the Carolina Bowl. They're actually hanging out over at Gaffney, getting ready to debut a bunch of seniors from the South Carolina and North Carolina State, as that game will be played Sunday afternoon. Guys, next week, you don't want to miss our show, as we will be ready to rock and roll. We'll get Coach Holloman and the boys from South Point, the 4A state champs, will join us. Southside Christian, that's 1A football, but they're back-to-back. State championship conversation coming up. We'll review as much action has come our way. And we got topics that we're going to pull off the shelf. So it's a topic type of show you don't want to miss. We'll leave up in the lines with a few of those as well. Guys, on behalf of all of us at Southern Sports Central, guys, enjoy the rest of this week. Please make sure you go out and support our athletes. And if, guys, we could ask you to do anything else, make sure you reach out and check on somebody next to you, guys. It's one of those type of years. We thank you. We appreciate you. And until next time, follow us on Facebook at Southern Sports Central and on Twitter at SO Sports Central, guys. We'll talk to you next time. God bless. The truth can hurt you.
7: Or the truth can change you. What will truth do to you? I
12: just want to be happy. But if I keep on doing the things that keep on bringing the pain. There's no one else I can blame If I'm not happy Wasted time, but now I can see The biggest enemy, it was me So I'm not happy Cry yourself to sleep Shout and raise your hand It won't change a thing, child Try yourself to sleep, shout and raise your hand, it won't change a thing just until you understand.
0: If I'm talking to you, you can say, if you try to feel the same, it's inside of things I'm changing, it's time for you to get out your
7: way. You've been there too long.
0: right here